Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Hello, and welcome to MCMF, the podcast where I try to get you, dear reader, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read comic books. My name is Marcus, Mr. Summers, if you are nasty. I am joined on this episode by a returning guest, the man I will tag, I guess, for everything Spider-Man related, <laughs> Manny. Right. Look, I, it has not, it's not lost on me. At the first time I was on here, talked about Spider-Man Back in Black. Now I'm here to talk about another color-related yeah. Spider-Man story. <laughs> yeah, because we're oh. here to talk about Spider-Man Blue. Uh. <laughs> <Listen>. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the energy that I brought to Back in Black, this is going to be the opposite of that because there are there are three things in this world that are guaranteed to make me borderline cry number one is kiss from a rose by seal from the batman forever soundtrack also a song you can't hear without singing i can't hear without singing number two is the entirety of james cameron's titanic number three it's spider-man blue so at any point hear Marcus talking, and I'm not. My microphone is muted because I am weeping. <laughs> so I have, I have an interesting, I guess, history with this story, because uh, a few years ago, God, like eight years ago now, I decided I wanted to just see, like, how good of a Peter Parker I could do, like, voice-wise. And so I recorded myself reading this, and... I think I remember you posting some of these. Yeah, I, I think I did, like, books one through four. I don't think I got up to five and six. But yeah. I remember our friend Sarah, uh, who, full disclosure, was the person I originally asked to do this episode with me. Um, I, I sent it to her, and she was like, you motherfucker, you're gonna make me cry. Because <laughs> Sarah, especially that she's so Gwen Stacy, uh, in that Gwen Stacy Honestly. is mad yeah. Sundere, <laughs> and just <laughs> just an awful bitch, and I love her. Like when I, uh, I haven't read Blue in a while. I read it again when you mentioned uh, full disclosure when Marcus mentioned, "Hey, man, do you want to do Spider-Man Blue?" My first reaction was, bruh, what? <laughs> Are you crazy? But of course, yes, any opportunity to talk about Spider-Man, I will take it. And um, I forgot, because when you think of Gwen Stacy, I think a lot of people have the idea of her just being like really sweet and just very like, she's like, Gwen super mean. <laughs> specifically, she is kind of a bitch. And <laughs> she is just like, uh, like, I love like I love the way everyone looks in this book. Gwen, like, when they were making the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I I she, I bet they 
went to Spider-Man Blue, Gwen, because she dresses a lot like Emma Stone dresses a lot like Gwen does in yeah. this book. There's a lot of flaws in those Amazing Spider-Man movies, but the costuming uh, is spot on. Oh, absolutely. Everyone looks looks fantastic. But yeah, Gwen is mean. And it's like, so funny that this is a story about, you know, Peter reminiscing. <laughs> it's just about her just like looking at him like this fucking nerd like every other page. Yeah. She, you know who she looks like in these, and it dawned on me one day because I was like looking at it's in book one that I caught it. Uh, Gwen looks like Anya Taylor Joy. She does. She like um, age nineteen. Mm-hmm. And we first see a full shot of her. She looks just like Anya Taylor Joy, down to weird. like the shape of the jaw. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, this so for those of you that don't know, Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, which is also the creative team that did uh, Batman Long Halloween and uh, I want to say the Dark Victory was the other Batman one they did. Uh, Dark Victory, I think. I know they did the Long Halloween. I can't remember if they did Dark Victory or not. Um, this is. So they did these these Marvel Knights stories. Uh, and it was Spider-Man Blue, said Daredevil Yellow, and Captain America Red or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did these. This is the Spider-Man one, and it is essentially Peter Parker reminiscing about Gwen Stacy. Uh, so it is told through the lens of Peter talking to Gwen, who is long dead. Uh, this is this is years and years after Gwen died. Uh, he is telling her the story of how they fell in love. Um, because, yeah, just to get right into it, uh, this is Peter talking into a tape recorder. And he says, uh, I'd, I'd write this all down, but there's a reason I'm a photographer and not, you know. And he's just like, I've come to believe that things have to get really, really bad before they can get good. Not even really good, although I wouldn't mind some of that. I guess when you look at the way my life turned out so far, it's about the only way you can look at it. Good follows bad. It's Valentine's Day, and I don't feel much like being anybody's Valentine. Note, Peter is married here. Peter and Mary yeah. Jane at this point have been married for years. Yeah, and like, uh, it's very sweet. But you gotta, Ben must have had some, some all time. Gwen had she to be has putting been, it on him. Ben <laughs> had some USDA grade A because <laughs> she has been dead for a minute, and he is fiending. <laughs> he can go home and, to Mary Jane Watson right now. Yes, like, nah, I'm gonna go to my. I'm going to go to when my college girlfriend got dropped off of a bridge by the Green Goblin. Yeah, so every year on Valentine's Day, Peter goes to the spot on the bridge where the Goblin threw her off. uh, And he leaves a single flower there. And, you know, he doesn't tell anybody. Doesn't make a big deal of it. Uh, He says, it's about remembering someone who was so important to me. I was going to spend the rest of my life with her. I didn't know that meant she would only get to spend the rest of her life with me. Ooh, that hurts. 
I think about that line a lot. Like I've got a real lot of pain. Yeah, real pain. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, like I've got some issues with Jeff Loeb, like as a person, but as a writer. Uh, oh, he 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 has the goods. Yeah, because so, he's like, when you lose someone you love, everyone tells you to pick up and move on. Don't dwell on the past. It's what you would want. And that makes me smile like I would ever want to forget you. The way you your hair would fall across your face. The way you sipped your soda. And it's just like... Not everyone knows the, like... You know, the trauma of having your girlfriend be murdered. But everyone knows the knows what it's like to lose someone in some capacity and it's the little things that stick with you and And i think um, go ahead i was gonna say that um remember we in back in black we mentioned that um back in black works so well um because how well we know who Peter Parker is. Yes. So him doing the things that he did in Back in Black hits harder because of who Peter Parker is. And I think it's great that I'm on to talk about Blue because this is like why Peter Parker acting the way he does in Back in Black is so like gripping and right. exciting to watch him like process, you know, his aunt getting shot the potential of him losing someone else because he's Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, like, this is kind of pure Peter Parker, this whole story. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next page is of the Green Goblin, and this is like an incredible... This is my... This is my... I love how he looks. This is yes, like my say, favorite sales so, Sales style is like, built for the for, for the Green Goblin. Cause he looks like fucking insane. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like a person. Like if, yeah, if I didn't know anything about Spider Man, you told me that this was was just a white dude with waves, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> I would think this was an actual goblin from another dimension, <laughs> yes. not just dude in a getup. Yeah, because like the way looks, the jaw he looks here, the teeth, everything about the way the goblin's mask looks here, it just looks like his face. Yeah, like like yeah, he looks incredible. Like this, like this, like just this shot without text. Uh, like I should probably look into buying it honestly because yeah. I love how, how goblin looks here. Yeah, and he says, so he says, take a long look, Parker. Take a long look, Parker, because this is the last face you are ever going to see. And Peter is sitting there unmasked because uh, at this point uh, the goblin has realized who Peter is. Uh, Peter knows who he is, uh, and he's like, uh, Peter says, "Before I, uh, before something good could happen, something really bad had to happen. And when I say bad, I mean supervillain knows your secret identity and has you held hostage, intends to kill you and then everyone in your family. Bad." Which is a Monday for Peter. Yeah, which is a uh, a Monday for Peter. Uh, Goblin talks at him, and Peter just proceeds to lean back in the chair and <laughs> kick him full force in the chest with both feet. 
just fucks his chin up just <laughs> two feet just to the jaw like while his mid sentence he definitely bit his tongue so uh very great just like sound effect work yeah it's like the, the sound is just walk like two w's o and k just i don't know why that's so like a lot of the um way they annotate the sounds of like people getting hit with things is great in, in this book but yeah peter just like just all london mule kicks him <laughs> straight to the jaw uh and then falls back out of the chair to break free and just snaps the ropes because he's fucking Spider-Man. People don't realize how strong Spider-Man is. Yeah, Spider-Man is... If he wanted to take you out, one punch. Yeah, but he does it to Kraven in uh, in Ultimate Comics. He meets Kraven mm-hmm. and just hits him one time and knocks him out. Like, I, I, I always go Ruins back to... Life. Like, like, every time people on Twitter... Are talking about Spider-Man's strength. You just you just gotta post that panel of Otto in Peter's body punching a criminal and going like, "I almost killed this guy." Holy shit! How are you this like, strong? Peter, like Peter could have killed me a dozen times, but he just didn't. Uh, remember in Ultimate when he picks up Crazy. that truck and beats Norman with it? Yeah, he beats he beats Ultimate Goblin to death with a semi truck. <laughs> just a shot. Yeah, after being shot by He's the... bleeding out. He gets shot by the fucking Punisher, and he's like, check this shit out. Yeah, like, like, yo, I'm about to, like, yo, I'm Peter Parker, welcome to Jackass. I'm about to murder this motherfucker on my front lawn with a semi-truck. And he does it. <laughs> Remember how Aunt May shot Electro just with a revolver? Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is just... It's, uh, it's Ultimate fully... Peter is, is, is next level. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah he, so... he gets out snaps the web and battle ensues yeah yeah some fights some uh and then uh they uh they fight and norman says uh in fact i was a little i was more than a little disappointed to learn your secret identity my nemesis turns out to be a schoolboy a, a disappointment just like my son a pathetic, sniveling loser who will never make anything out of himself. is just Vince man. <laughs> this is just Vince talking about so Shane. Shane yeah. My, my son Shane, a pathetic, sniveling loser. <laughs> he says, hey, now why do you have to bring Harry into this? I don't even like him that much. Goblin's like, leave my son out of this. Like, motherfucker, you brought him up. Yeah, which is what Peter says to him when he throws he throws a pumpkin bomb and Peter catches it and says, You brought him up and the slingshots it back. Uh the room is on fire. Norman right, is tune shot of Goblin getting blown up. <laughs> yes! He looks he looks hilarious. He, he looks like Freakazoid. He looks like the Grinch. <laughs> he does. Uh fucking uh, it, man. He, uh, so Peter's like, I th- at first I thought he was dead, and I'm ashamed to say, Gwen, in that moment I was relieved. It could have ended right there. All my worries gone, and maybe you would still be. And then he, uh, he pulls the goblin's mask off because he's going, I can't breathe. And then he's like, Norman wakes up, and he's like, what are these clothes? I have to get home. Harry will be worried. And he's just like, 
his concern for Harry is what makes Peter decide to not just fucking leave him there to die. And uh, he gets him out of the goblin costume and helps him out of the building and tells the firefighters, uh, uh, the Green Goblin is dead. That guy, Norman Osborn helped me stop the Green Goblin. Just lies about it on his behalf because he really believes the Goblin persona is dead. And then he proceeds to money for pictures at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Next page, uh, which is so funny to me. The funniest part about this is that, like, the Marvel sliding time scale means that this stuff with Gwen would have happened in, like, tw- like now it would have happened in, like, 2011. Yeah, like, um... Because, like, Peter that, um, is, like, th- early 30s now. Yeah, it's like, I remember when you were talking, when you and Jake were talking about Punish your back it's about how the the sliding scale of like the timeline is you always kind of tell where they're at by which war Punisher fought in. Yes. So um, if it's Vietnam, yeah. it's the anywhere between the seventies and like the early two thousands. If it's mm-hmm. uh, if it's like Desert Storm, it's anywhere between the mid two thousands to like now. And if it's Iraq, then it's current. Yeah, but yeah, but right now, yeah. 2010, 2011 is about when Peter would, well, Peter would have lost Gwen. Well, actually, no, no. So, yeah. Peter's, let's say if Peter's 30, well, yeah, yeah, he, 2010, 2011, he'd be, he would have been like a freshman in college in 2010. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so Peter tries to sell the pictures to Norman Osborn, or not Norman Osborn, J. Jonah Jameson. And he's like, um, and we're supposed to take that maniac wall crawler's word that a man died and he didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Peter's like, well, if you don't want the pictures, he's like, who said anything about not wanting the, the photographs, Parker? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Like, oh, hold on, brother. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Slow it down. <laughs> didn't see all that. And he's like, well, you get paid, uh, you get paid like any other freelancer. You get two weeks after you voucher for that given Friday. And he's like, uh, well, I mean, I got shit I need to buy. Can you just pay me now? Peter's like, yo, I need to get my money, brother. Like, I, I need to hurry it up. Because <laughs> he says, like, oh, there's something I need to buy. And I don't think it's clear here. We find out later it's the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they don't make it clear. Yeah. And so Peter leaves and swings over to the hospital to go check on Norman Osborn. Uh... Why does Harry look so fucking old? Is my note here. Yeah, Harry looks like he's 50 years old. <laughs> Harry, Harry looks like... <laughs> this is a, a used car salesman. Yeah, this... Yeah, Harry has a mortgage in this, in this photo. He is not a... This is not a college student. Yeah, this is not a college freshman. Like, Peter yeah, and Harry he... and Gwen are supposed to be like 18, 19 here. Yeah, Why does Harry, Harry look so old? Harry looks like... A suspect in L.A. Noir. <laughs> Press X to doubt. <laughs> but yeah, like he, like, the way they draw Harry in this book is just odd to me. Like, everyone else looks really good. Harry always looks kind of like, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you, who doesn't like Harry Osborn? Because he looks kind of funky in a lot of these books. <laughs> He looks like a down on his luck 
jazz singer. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Arthur Fleck. Like, <laughs> he's gonna become the Joker in two weeks. That's how down bad he looks. He looks in like his, a, his entire life. He looks like a backup keyboard player for the fucking Doobie Brothers. <laughs> like, oh, Without love, like, where would you be now, face ass? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. He's who he is who they wrote what a fool believes. Yeah, they 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 did Harry dirty. In, oh, in he this, looks but, like uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks terrible. <laughs> he looks like oh man, he just got out of an AA meeting. He looks like Norman, like. They, yeah, oh man. Yeah, like he looks like he just lost Osborne custody of his kids. Yeah, the Osborne jeans are fucking him up. Like the only good thing he got was those waves. You get waves, but you're gonna look forty until you're forty. Exactly. Uh, uh, but Peter checks on Harry, and he's like, "Look, I, you know your dad's gonna." Your dad needs you to take care of him. You'll work it out. I can tell you that growing up without a dad, anything you've got to do is worth it. Um, I should probably leave you guys alone. Uh, give your give your dad some time to rest. And, you know, they, they talk. And he's like, look, I know we don't hang around much, but, you know, it means a lot. You came in. He's like, yeah, no sweat. And then uh, fucking Gwen Stacy and Flash Thompson and some other dickhead come in. <laughs> And the way Gwen looks at Peter here, she's but she's but she if she was alone in that hallway, she would have broke him off right then and there. She, <laughs> she would have ticked him. Oh, she's gonna turn this poor boy out. She would have picked him up by the neck and threw her on his shoulder, and he would have <laughs> just had to take it because she is giving him some prime like. I, I'm taking. I want you. She said we could do this the we could either do this the easy way, or we could do it the hard way. Because exactly. <laughs> I likes you, and I won't. I won't you. <laughs> and at this stage in Peter's life, he would not know what to do with it. Oh, there's some book two and three have some peak Peter not knowing what to do with it. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So Peter goes home. Uh, well, actually, the narration here, he says, and that's how it started. I turned back, and just for a moment, I saw you looking right at me. I turned into a puddle. Me too, guy. So did she. <laughs> so did she. Look, that, that is not the face of a dry woman. She is. She was. She, she, right there in the hospital, my man. She's like, look, this is pick a room, pick a bed, Peter Parker. Uh, you are the next contestant on The Price is Right. Like, She's about to put him on the Summer Jam screen. I have never. <laughs> if a woman looked at me like this, I would disintegrate. I would turn into ash. Like, I would cease to exist. Like, at, there's no way. I Like, uh, like the only thing that saved him was the fact that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, this spider's like, if he was If he was just a regular Peter Parker, this book would be over. Like, she would have broke Parker. him. Yeah, he would have been in shambles. And I should add, uh, because we've talked about this recently, you know who else Gwen looks like here? Who's that? Emma Frost. 
Okay, thank you. Because I thought I was tripping. Like, this is just Emma Frost. Like, I said that when I was reading it we, uh, the other you day. You said like, a few weeks part. ago uh, that yeah. what is Emma Frost but an older, meaner Gwen Stacy? Exactly. Like, uh, for context, um, because Will and I are championing that Peter Parker is actually a mutant. Yeah. He belongs the... on Kokoa. And they can just put him with Emma Frost because, yes, she is just... What if Gwen was alive and mean and turned into diamonds? Yeah, and similarly, what if Scott Summers didn't have the gene baggage? Exactly. So, uh, so that started, it, and then to reread this and see this panel and go, oh yeah, this is just Emma Frost. <laughs> Uh, like you remove the little bit of her, uh, like her her hairband, and you couldn't tell me that was just Emma Frost. I believe you. Oh yeah, you you show this to like ten people who kind of know what she looks like, and show them that they'll assume it's Emma Frost, yeah. and they will call you a liar when you say it's Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Um. So Pete, back at the Parker home, Forest Hills, Queen. Uh. Uh, Peter and Aunt May are talking about the motorcycle thing. And uh, he's like, it doesn't really matter. I don't have the money. And the guy at the store says she can't says he can't hold it much longer. And Aunt May's like, I never told you, but your Uncle Ben drove a motorcycle when we first met. He was so handsome with his leather jacket and his hair all back. Where is the where is my Uncle Ben on the motorcycle picture? I need I need to see it. I need to know what that looks like. If someone drew that, I guarantee Uncle Ben is just the Fonz. You could convince me that... God, you say that, and I'm just like, fuck. Henry Winkler as Uncle Ben would have ruled. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Like... It would be the tightest shit. Like, Waterboy-era Henry Winkler... Yeah, he. Yeah, the fact that that never happened, honestly, is like we've had some great Uncle Bens, but yeah, really I mean, yeah, it's probably we had two really good Uncle Bens, so it is what it is. Yep. Um, and so Peter swings over to the to Big Al's motorcycle shop. She just Perry Satter. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to put my finger on. I was like, he looks like somebody from WCW, but I can't. Yeah, it's just Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn sells uh, a motorcycle um, just as um, Gwen Stacy and the gang are, are walking to buy. Yeah, outside, because the funniest thing about this. Them. Yeah, he, he decides to buy it because the guy's like, look, motorcycles are like women, son. You've been coming in here for months, and between you and me, you won't know if you like her until you take her out for a spin. And as he's standing there, uh,. Gwen, Harry, Flash, and some other guy who, for a second, I thought was Flint Marco, walk by. <laughs> He's, that shirt, yeah, you, I couldn't be convinced. <laughs> That's Flint Marco. Uh, and Peter sees Gwen smiling and laughing, and he's seeing her that happy, he was like, I have to be the one to make her happy. So he buys the motorcycle so that Gwen will think he's cool. <laughs> Which, uh, when yeah. did Peter learn to ride a fucking motorcycle? Exactly. Like, uh, also, 
a, a very a next next panel um is the scene where he he pulls up to school the motorcycle almost runs over flash thompson which is very funny yeah um, it's so funny reading anything from before uh peter and flash were friends yeah uh <laughs> when um you know he everyone was like oh nice wheels pete uh and basically just like says anyone want to ride because he wants it to be gwen yeah and the shot of just like flash's face <laughs> and like he is like light. what the fuck is happening yeah cause Gwen goes is it fast he says well not too fast and Flash can't believe this cause he's been trying to make passes at Gwen forever and he cannot he's... he cannot get past uh, Peter Parker and uh, next, um, another great shot next panel oh Gwen. my god I, Gwen, Gwen. Uh, Gwen and Peter on the motorcycle uh-huh, and she says, I like it fast, which, like, ha-ha, like, but, ah, uh, it's just, you don't, there aren't very many shots of, like, just Peter and Gwen, like, being just, like, normal, happy couple type shit. Yeah. I mean, and think and about so it, Gwen's why. been dead for 50 years. Yeah. She's been out of the game for a long time. Like, so. and I mean, think now this Gwen is never coming back, ever, ever. No. We got like the one, like in Clone Conspiracy, she's back, but it's a clone. It's established that it is a clone with all of Gwen's memories, and then the clone is gone by the end of that story. Like, yeah, she's like, just not coming back. She's better off as a memory, but we, yeah, we don't get this very often when they were together. And I, I find it so funny that especially in comic books, F really sticks to Gwen Stacy. Yes. Like, Gwen Stacy being dead is like such... Like, this would be like if Jean never came back. Yeah, F I mean, and she wasn't supposed to. Yeah, um... And yeah, because there's a long time where, like, Jean's death sticks until, you know, comic book bullshit happens and she comes back, like, a thousand times. But it's the equivalent... For a long time, it was the equivalent to that. And it's another testament, I think, as to why Peter, Peter Parker is one of the best comic book characters of all time. It's because... Because he, he has, has these two big like, losses that stick to him. Mm -hmm. you know, Even who? by comic book logic, they are just gone. Right. Uncle Ben is just gone. Gwen Stacy yeah, is, just is just gone. And Which is why his story in House of M is the best. Yeah. And like when it happens at some point it's going to happen to Aunt May and she'll just be gone. They've done it They've and done it twice and then walked it back both times. I don't think they'll ever commit to it with Aunt May. Don't, probably not but I, I kind of want them to. Like I love Aunt May but I feel like you've run out of stories you to tell to with push, that old lady. Yeah, like if you really want to push Peter Parker into like new territory, you gotta go. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They don't want <laughs> Joe Casada does not want to push Peter Parker into new territory. <laughs> uh, the last time that happened it made him broke again. So yeah, no. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, that's the end of that. Oh no! No uh, no no! Because Peter says, book, "Right about then, I couldn't imagine my life getting any better." 
and we see a silhouette ringing the doorbell at the Parker home. And, uh, you know, this mystery woman says, uh, is talking to Aunt May. And Aunt May's like, oh, dear me, Peter isn't home just now. You're welcome to wait. That's all right, May. Some other time. Got places to go, people to see. Well, I'm sure Peter will be so sorry that he missed you. May, you can bet on it. Just the most ominous silhouette in Peter Parker's life. Uh, it all do a really good job of like selling this era of Mary Jane in this book. Mary Jane here, they book her like Brock Lesnar. It's like... oh, she she's a bulldozer, bro. Like <laughs> from the from the first panel, it's like this brother had no choice, no no chance. Yes. Peter Parker's heart is doing the job big time. <laughs> like, like he... the page, it, just to skip ahead just a little bit in book two here, the the page where Mary Jane is revealed, you could just play the beginning of "Your Heart Don't Stand a Chance" as the door opens, and it's perfect. Yeah, because Peter's fucked. <laughs> yeah, like not even. Uh... And, and to talk about a bit about what happened prior to this, uh, this like the bulk of this book um, is Peter he gets closer to to Gwen. Like they establish that they have some some chemistry while in chemistry class, haha. Um, and he fights the rhino, which is cool because. You know, Rhino's a fun little, like, D-tier villain. Like, he fights the Rhino, and, like, he kind of comes to a conclusion for how to, like, get the Rhino suit off of him, thanks to Kurt Connors and a conversation he had with Gwen. So he's, like, riding high off of, like, oh, me and Gwen are making all this progress, and then he has plans to study with her. Yes, he makes a... He and Gwen have a study date. Uh, And Peter is getting... Gussied up. Um, also, oh, yeah. I do want to touch real quickly. Uh, there's this great panel in here uh, where Peter and of uh, Peter and Gwen uh, in the uh, in their chemistry class, and they are on opposite sides of the room. There's a bunch of people between them, and the way that it is framed, where everyone else is in like a darker light, like they're not not mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like they are yep. all have faces and features, but they are colored in uh, in like this kind of blue tint. Uh, and Peter and Gwen are lit as if they were in a bright room. So the light is on them. Uh, And Peter says, I remember being foolish enough to think, let's fall in love. This is my favorite panel in this whole fucking series. It's so good. Um, You're barring up my emotions in book two, (laughs) you son of a bitch. Why did I agree to read this? Peter beats the rhino with the help of Doc Connors while being watched by a mystery figure uh, who we we do later discover their identity. Um, And Peter thinks to himself, maybe it was only going to be a a study session, but the way I looked at it, every second I could spend with Gwen, I was the luckiest guy in town. And as he uh, he goes downstairs, um, (laughs) Peter looks like fucking Buddy Holly. (laughs) Yes, he always they draw him with the fucking Superman curl. In this yes, book. yeah, they did that with him in the sixties. Um, yeah. Peter goes downstairs and Ame's like, "Oh, you look, 
uh, you, you, I was just thinking about how handsome you look, and uh, it's get it's just you took so much time to get ready, and here you are, all just to meet Mary Jane Watson. And he's just like, I did, because <laughs> Aunt May had been trying to set him up with Mary Jane for weeks. They also do this gag in the Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, where uh, where Aunt May keeps talking about. Anna's niece and her wonderful personality, and Peter and Harry are like, "Yeah, you know what that means." Yeah, and like in in like in this, the shot of him opening the door, he's like, "Uh, Mary Jane Watson, Anna Watson's niece, the sort of girl I pictured as. She has very nice friends, and she makes homemade soup, and she can knit." Basically, Peter's like, "This broad is gonna be uggo." So She's going I'm to be gonna a be nice. Dog. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice and hang out with her. But ultimately, I'm trying to go hang, hang out, out with Stacy. He opens that door, and the shot is on Mary Jane's bright green eyes, and then back to Peter, looking horrified. This is a man who knows that he's in hell. Yeah, he is fully aware that he is just fucked. fucked. He is fucked. <laughs> And then we get the full body shot of this is Mary a, Jane Watson. This is a woman. This, um, this. I have a, I have a note here. It is. Fucking, fucking awuga. Humana, humana. I like turned into a Tex Avery cartoon. My eyes turned into fucking arrows. Like, she <laughs> is gorgeous in this shot. And. Peter's face in that middle panel, he's like, you're Mary Jane Watson, and she delivers the famous line, face Face, a tiger. You just hit the jackpot. jackpot. Which is a baller-ass first line when you first meet somebody. Yeah, like, like, this is someone who fucking, like, she knows. She knows. the ace here. (laughs) Yes, like, like she fully understands, like, I know I'm a catch. All right, look at at me. Look at me, look at you. Look at her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like she is like trouble and she is about to ruin this man's life. Uh he says, and all at once, Gwen, I didn't think you'd understand it all. <laughs> Cause listen, hey, I I'm gonna be late. I gotta meet up with my this this friend of my aunt's She's my aunt's friend's niece. She just wants me to introduce her. She's been really about it. I'll be. I'll catch up with you later. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, oh like, shit. Oh god. Oh like, fuck. I, oh god. Oh shit. Like I look. If I was Pete, I had the box, Aunt May. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why did you not come on, Aunt May? <laughs> you set me up. Me. You said great personality. You know what that means. You should have told me straight up. This is a that dime, this Peter. Just fine. Yes, like you should have told me that. Look, he's going to break you off in a way that you cannot believe. Just prepare yourself for it. No. God, yeah. Mary Jane is looking foxy as a motherfucker. Looking and fantastic. Looking like a fucking. This Mary Jane would would have a million followers on TikTok. Yeah, oh, most definitely. Gwen, too. Yeah, yeah oh, they're, they're then, both fine. But. Gwen and uh, MJ are basically doing the, the boy is mine video here. 
god! Because it's just like there's a shot of uh, like Peter takes uh, Mary Jane to to the, the Silver Spoon where they all hang out, and like there's a shot of like Flash, you know, leaning on the jukebox trying to get. The funniest thing about Flash Thompson, this motherfucker doesn't walk around in his fucking Letterman jacket like that impresses any fucking body. Uh, fucking Ubermensch. <laughs> he says, yeah. uh, Like B.J. Blaskowitz. <laughs> yes! <laughs> he says, uh, she, Mary says, see anything you like? And she says, yeah. Uh, Flash is like, yeah, I think, thinking about how much I'd like to press 34D. You got me, babe. Which, that's not the song. <laughs> Yeah. And she says, uh-huh, it'd be more like 4F, that'll be the day. Just bars him up. Uh, in the corner, everyone's looking over, and once again, Harry looks like he has cancer. Um, <laughs> he looks and, like a carnival barker. <laughs> yeah, and like, Gwen is just staring daggers at Mary Jane. Gwen is, so... Uh, I would like to say, Flash goes, hey, don't you know who I am? She says, yeah, you're Flash Thompson, big man on campus. And she, he says, well, yeah. And she says, you're Flash Thompson, big man on campus. And she walks over and leans across the table. Hello, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Power move. <laughs> and once again, Gwen is just eyes on Mary Jane. She's like, you were here with my man. Yes. Who the fuck are you? He's like, look, look, I did not, I don't want you to think I brought Mary Jane around to show her off or, well, whatever you might have thought. It was more like, eh, he's like pleading to Gwen's memory in this tape recorder. He's like, it was, it was more like an obligation, okay? Because she was my Aunt May's best friend's niece. It was the least I could do, right? No, 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 no. Peter, Peter, Peter. And I forgot that MJ called him Petey at this point. Because my brain ascribes that to Liz Allen because she does that in Spectacular. I wonder if they got that for Liz from this. They probably did. Because they decided they weren't going to do Peter and MJ. So they did the triangle with Peter, uh, Liz, and Gwen. Uh, he says, uh, it's like, oh, hello, Petey. Have a french fry. Let's <laughs> just get to know the gang. And uh, then Gwen goes, she's quite the girl, Petey. <laughs> God, and she, Gwen is about to fight. Oh, <laughs> Gwen is like, if oh, there yeah. weren't people in this establishment, they would be throwing hands. And like, so funny because like, uh, like it gets to a point. I feel like in a lot of other like Spider-Man media, they portray that like Gwen and MJ are kind of friends. Like, yeah, they kind of. They kind of like friends. each other. Like, and this the way they look at too. each other. And like the way they look at each other here, in Pete's face, he's like, any second now, like someone's gonna, someone's gonna slap somebody. Peter is hoping for the rhino or for the shocker. Somebody bust in, get me out of this, because this is fucked. And uh, he's Flash is like, I don't get it. What's there to get? Parker knows her. Looks that way. I don't get it. And Gwen fixing her makeup says. Wake up, Flash. What you know about Peter Parker couldn't fill a thimble. And uh, yeah, I don't don't fucking get. But look, I I understand where Flash is coming from. Also, shout out to Randy Robertson making a sneaky guest appearance here. He just chilling, just hanging out. 
Shout out to Randy. He's my guy. He doesn't say a word. He's just like looking at Mary Jane as he should. He's just walking around looking like Mike Tyson. <laughs> God. <laughs> 1992 Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Um, oh, quick thing here. Uh, this is just something I thought about forever. If they had done the... If they had gotten the rights to do the MCU Spider-Man stuff like five years earlier, you know who I would have cast to play Peter and Gwen? Who's that? Uh, Josh Blaylock and Joanna Brady. Oh, fuck. Right? Like, the, watching VGS, VGHS, like, that first season, it's like, oh, this is just Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. I don't have the VGHS, man. Which, uh, which, also, I think Jimmy Wong would have bodied Harry Osborn. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, I could see it. He, he oh, you could have cast fucking yeah, you could cast, uh, Flash. Yes! <laughs> God! Yeah, honestly... Just do just do Spider Man with the VGHS cast because you can cast yeah, um, fucking Key Swan as, Key as Swan Mary Jane. Gwen. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll go say Gwen, but that works too. Yeah, well, I I say yeah. I say uh, Jenny as Gwen because one, that's just the same character, <laughs> and two, she looks like her. Yeah. See now, now I just want that. I want I want just the V A the VGHS cast as. As a Spider-Man story. Yep. I mean, it would be weird now, because Josh and Joanna got divorced, yeah. but, you know. Oh, they were married? I didn't know that. Yeah, they got they got married after the end of season one of that show, and then got... I yeah. think they were divorced by, like, 2016. Oh, my God. She's currently married to the brother who plays Peace... Peace... Um, Vigilante on Peace... What? I didn't know that! Yeah. Get a bitch. Huh. For him. Good for him. Good for him. Also, that man is winning. Yeah. Also, I watched It Follows uh, last night, and I had to keep reminding myself that that is not her in that movie. Don't they look so much? They look so much like it's super weird. They look so much alike, but yeah. Uh, Anyway, just just a shout out to Michael Monroe. Yeah, shout out to that movie. That movie's fucked. Also, Michael Monroe would be a fantastic Gwen Stacy. Yes. Uh, but uh, and so they see. So Peter is like trying to not make it weird. MJ's like, so that's Gwen Stacy. He's gorgeous. If you like that sort of blonde, gorgeous look, and Peter's like, give me the radioactive man. Give me something. And <laughs> then as he says this, the fucking lizard shows up on TV. He's like, hey, I took that photograph. <laughs> And uh, MJ's like, well, is this what you'd call a photo out? And he's like, yeah, but like, I'm with, I'm with you. And she's like, yeah, and you're still gonna be with me, handsome. I'm going with you. Sounds exciting. He's like, uh, yeah, I am. You are. It does. And she, they leave with her pulling Peter by his tie. Yep. <laughs> just, just a, this whole thing is MJ and Gwen trying to establish dominance. And uh, as they're leaving, there's another really good shot of pretty a mostly dark scene. Right, Harry's the there, but he's like in color. Yeah, like he's like muted, but Gwen is like fully in color, like fully vibrant, and she's just like watching them leave. 
Yeah. And she says, bye, Peter. But, like, the text in the bubble it's is really small. Because she's like, it's like, bye, Peter. Heart, heartbreaking. Peter's like, I guess I could just plead insanity and throw myself on the mercy of the court. I mean, you were just starting to notice me, Gwen. And, oh, boy, I brought in the old girl, Mary Jane Watson. Anything goes. So they show up. Oh, we get another good shot of them on the motorcycle. Two, two good, uh... Motorcycle shots with, and it's it's, I love how in one it's just, oh Gwen is holding on to Peter. Yeah. In this one, it's Mary Jane, arms just wide open, just not just being reckless. Yeah, it's, back it really drives home their personalities. Like Gwen is fun, but she's cautious. Um, Mary Jane is fun and dangerous. Right. Because MJ in the 60s and the 70s, she is just a fucking menace. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're just a weird Betty and Veronica. Yeah. Except yeah, uh, Gwen is Veronica. It's hilarious. We could think about it like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, really good shot of, of uh, these two on a motorcycle. And then they get to the crime scene and uh, basically... You're trying to figure out a way to get Pete inside, so MJ flirts with the cop. Yeah, she just walks up, she's excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Police Officer. And she, he's like, hi. Like, this cop is immediately falling for it. <laughs> just, he had no, no chance. <sighs> Instantly befuddled. Yep, Peter sneaks in, sneaks in a costume. Catches up with the Connors, because they, they go to the train station. Uh, oh yeah, um, we didn't touch on this, but in the issue um, where Peter fought Rhino and he helps um, Connors out, uh, he goes to Connors for help. Um, at this point, Kurt Connors was already the lizard once, and he turned back into a human, um, and he was, you know, kind of doing fine. And his family was coming up to see him because he's been feeling better, but he right. had a bit of a relapse for lack of a better term and revert it back to being the lizard right and so now they are uh he peter's catching up with the uh the connor's family and i forgot they had been living in florida at the time to get away yeah like i don't know if they i don't recall if he said that he sent them there or they went there on, on i think he own. sent them there okay. uh and so Peter catches up briefly with Mrs. Connors and the and Billy Connors, who I feel like would be a bigger deal of a character now, but that would require them to age Peter up. Uh yeah, just a little bit. And so they they keep it right, she leaves to keep everything secret from the kid. And uh Peter fights the lizard, some stuff happens. They almost get hit by a train. Also, Lizard looks great. Yeah, yeah. These non-human-looking characters, uh, Sale really fucking kills it with them. The Lizard looks terrifying in this. But yeah, the he... fight, uh, they almost get... <laughs> they almost get fucking sleeping dogs by a train. <laughs> and the Lizard says, uh... Do you see that train, Spider-Man? Think of that train as evolution in action. Um, I always thought that evolution was a mystery. 
full of change that no one sees. Clock makes a fool of history. God, God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's too long ago. Don't agree with what I know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just saying, I think Doc Connors sees the line in the sand. He's, he's trying to find out <laughs> who he is. Looking back to see where he stands. He's looking back to see, yeah, evolution. <laughs> evolution. Evolution. Fuck. Fuck. The evolution theme doesn't have to be that good. Doesn't. Like, like as soon as Triple H had Motorhead's number in his cell phone, it yeah. was a wrap. It was like any other theme. It was like, they did like three versions of Triple H's theme, and he says, I don't know, can we get something that sounds more like Motorhead? And Jim Johnson's like, yeah, we could just get Motorhead. Triple H was like, oh. <laughs> oh, it was that easy. All right, cause, yeah, because they do his theme, Lucian's theme, and King King. So, yeah, I'm going to have three Motorhead tracks all for him. Yeah. Just crazy. Don't ask anybody in those ba- in that band any of the words. Oh, no, because they... I'm <laughs> sure she didn't know. He, he, he was just fucking <laughs> tweeting through it. He was like, look... <laughs> I'll make it work for three minutes, and I'm going home. And that's what he did. I got a Rest in peace for God. Uh, so the lizard talks briefly to a, that mysterious, shadowy figure. He says, come with me. I can lead you to safety. Why would you help me? Because we want the same thing. The death of Spider-Man. That's not what I want. You know nothing of what I want. I will follow you out of here, but if you or Spider-Man or anyone interferes with my plans, then I will kill you all. Uh, And so Pete looks around, Lizard's gone, he leaves. And immediately, he already has a bruise on his face. And uh, MJ's like, did somebody throw you down a flight of stairs? And uh, he says... Uh, well, you know, it can kind of get rough out there. The crowds, Spider-Man even showed up. And he says, come here. Combat duty deserves a little hazard pay. And kisses him on the forehead. <laughs> and he's it like, if I... Huh? And then she just leaves. Yep, yep. He says, uh, if I knew I was working on the reward system, I might have thrown myself in front of a train. She says, whatever makes my guy happy. <laughs> he has no chance. He is so fucked. He is. He don't. He doesn't. Spirit sense cannot warn him how fucked he's going to be. <laughs> you are in danger, Mister Parker. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, but he. He basically like says, "Hey, like I'm sorry, but you know I, I gotta get to the bugle." And she's like, "Oh, it's cool. I'm out." Yeah. 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 All right. See you later. He says, uh, "Do you he, need?" He says, "Uh." Uh, do you need a ride? She's like, no, I got no needs, Tiger. As you're sure to find out, where MJ goes, the party goes. And Peter's just looking, just, just dumbfounded. Like, standing oh, there looking stupid. Yep. Standing there looking like a fucking idiot. Then uh, Peter goes and fights the lizard again in a very good section of panels. Yeah, very good action here. Uh, and so Peter... Peter is now fighting against the clock because Mrs. Connors is here with Billy. And he's like, well, shit, Billy can't find out his dad's the fucking lizard. 
So I hope that this cure uh, works, and luckily it does. <laughs> and he's like, cure just in time. He's like, sorry, this place is such a mess. We were working on something that went out of control, and nobody's really listening to me, are they? Okay, well, uh, y'all be easy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, y'all be good. I'm out. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Uh, Pete saves the day. Rides home. home on his motorcycle, and Harry's there. And he's like, uh, Harry, you good? It's about your dad? He's like, uh, what? No, my dad's fine. I mean, he's still in the hospital, but he's doing better every day. That's part of the reason I came to see you. Your aunt said it was okay to wait out here. She seems real nice. He says, Harry, what's your father's condition got to do with me? Hey, it's no big deal. In fact, it might turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Me? With my dad in the, si in the hospital, one of his apartments in the city is going empty, and well... I know you got the sweet deal out here with your aunt, but I thought you might want to move in near campus, be roommates. Harry, I can't afford this. Like, don't worry about it. My dad owns the place. We're living rent free. You have a, uh, you live with no rent and an apartment in Manhattan. Money bags, <laughs> just <laughs> like oh yeah, because um yeah, because because other uh, thing that I think we'll forget about because I did is that I think a lot of people assume that Peter and Harry were like high school friends no and they're the, not like they one met thing, in college right yeah the thing that gets really lost about Peter Parker as a character the more thanks to all the adaptations and everything sliding around and stuff like Ultimate Comics Peter doesn't really have any friends all through high school his friends are like Liz Allen Betty Brandt Ned Leeds that's it. Like, all of the kind of iconic characters that you know as being friends with Peter Parker or being Peter Parker's love interest, they're not people Peter meets until he's in college. The thing is, in the 60s, these characters aged in real time. Um, it's not really until, like, the late 70s, early 80s that they realize, uh-oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, and that's By when they now, start... Peter would be, like... Uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter Peter Parker would have been born in nineteen like forty eight. Yep, because he's or nineteen fifty, somewhere around there. Um, and they uh, so like he yeah he'd be seventy something. He'd be an old man. Uh, versus now where he's in reality he's like thirty three. Yeah, like I don't think. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I feel like Peter is gonna just be perpetually mid thirties. Yeah, well, it's like Early Cyclops. Yeah, like Cyclops is what like at least like late thirties, like maybe forty mid to late thirties. He's nebulously like thirty seven. No, that sounds about right. <laughs> Which just makes it very funny Let's when he's like, that. "Yes, this is my son, Nate." And Fucking yeah. adult cable. Like what up? <laughs> I'm I'm Brock Lesnar, like yeah. with a gun. Like this yeah, is this my is son, my dad. Like, this is right. my son Nate. He's fifty. This is my yeah. daughter Rachel. She's twenty five. <laughs> and this is my grandson uh, or my granddaughter, Hope. She's eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Like gosh, just 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 Scott Summers things. Yeah. This is my wife, Jean. This is my wife's clone, Madeline, who I was also married to. Who my my brother is in love with. That's not weird. 
uh, uh, like if I start talking about Alex Summers, we'll be here all. Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I start I, I, talking I about how fucked up the Summers household is. Yeah, that, that's a whole. That's a whole. A day would need to be carved out to get through all that mess. <laughs> to <probably>. talk about. <laughs> to talk about how fucked up it is that Gene assuredly knows that Havoc remembers Madeline being in love with Havoc. So even if Jean's not in love with him, she has the memories of it. That's gotta be weird. It's got gotta be weird. Gotta be weird for everybody. A little bit, but uh, back to Spider-Man Blue. Um, Harry just straight up asked Peter about hey, Harry Chain. Yeah. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like, like hey, what's uh. Act fast. Uh, what's the tip on MJ? With the way Gwen has been giving you all the eye, this is gonna this is gonna work out uh, work out great. And Peter just kind of stares because he's like, "Huh? What do you mean?" <laughs> because he's like, "Oh, like so, like someone else." Or is this Gwen looking at me? Oh shit! I am fucked. I am. I am in big trouble. Uh, big time danger. Also, worth mentioning, he is not telling all this story to Gwen over the course of, like, one night. He is, this is, like, over multiple days. Uh, and so he says, uh, hello, Gwen. Uh, today I want to talk about, and then it's just this whir, whir, whir. Aunt May. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gwen. When I think about my aunt, it's hard to think of someone that frail who's also that strong. When I think about you, Gwen, I remember someone I never looked at. Uh, looked frail at all and yet I never thought I'd be bearing you before her also while Peter is narrating this he has a fucking milk mustache in the flashback uh he's been drinking a big glass of milk like Kurt Angle uh <laughs> <laughs> pop three Viagra <laughs> the fuck your wife <laughs> Look, look, I'm just gonna see. Talk. Harry, I want to have sex with your wife. We, we don't talk enough about sexual deviant Kurt Angle. <laughs> that's I, I have a tweet that's uh, it's just uh, nobody Alex Summers, and it's the uh, <laughs> it's just the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, I want to have sex with your wife. God. and that just that just any kind of sex with your wife. With the kind of perverted sex with your wife, the whole time it's just Davari's in the corner, like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What's happening? Bro, on UPN, we can't be talking like this. <laughs> you can't say bestiality on TV. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, God, Jesus God, Christ. we're getting sidetracked. Uh, um, and so Peter is talking to Aunt May, and uh, they both at the same time go, there's something I have to ask you. And Aunt May goes, you first. He says, no, my Aunt May taught me that it's always ladies first, and you wouldn't want me to argue with my Aunt May, would you, Aunt May? <laughs> and she says, Peter, you know how I would never do anything to hurt you, and but with you going off to college and spending so much time in the city, would you mind terribly if Anna Watson and I moved in together just for company? It wouldn't be like she'd be replacing you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be 
cool if I move in with the mother, with the aunt of the girl I'm trying to set you up with. No reason. Yeah. So <laughs> another absolutely heartbreaking line from Peter Parker. Ugh, he's looking at his aunt stupid milk mustache in his flashback and in the like the little text box about the present day here goes never ever thought I would be burying you before her it's just not the way life is supposed to work Ugh. yeah especially when Aunt May this Aunt May is like 80 <laughs> yeah, like I don't know is, why Aunt May is so old cause like Aunt May is pushing it they're not Aunt May and Uncle Ben aren't supposed to be Peter's, like, great-aunt and uncle. They're his... They're... Yeah. Like, Uncle Ben is Peter's dad's older brother. Yeah, so, like, unless... Uh, unless they have, like, a like a Guerrero family thing going on. Maybe. Because, yeah, she is... She is, like, one bad day away from just croaking. Just all l- times. Liver life. spots. She just looks ancient. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I feel like... Uh, I feel like, um, oh my god, what was her name? I'm blanking on this actress's name. Sally Field? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, Sally Field was, like, the perfect middle ground of, like, older Aunt May, but not, like, an ancient Aunt May. Yeah, uh, I think Marissa Tomei is also great casting, but also, every time I see her, I turn into that scene from Friday. There, yeah, I, I love Marissa Tomei. Aunt May for reasons that I cannot divulge on this podcast. Hey, Miss Parker, you know. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, like Tom May as Aunt May is just fucked up. But whoever Kevin Kevin Feige knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Which and I mean, look, it makes sense mathematically if we're going. Peter's eighteen, or six, he's like yeah, sixteen right. in the first movie. Marissa Tomei is what. 50? I'll bet, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, his 50-year-old... She's 57. That's crazy. Oh, so she would have been 52 when that first movie came out? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Just have... You know, just have, like, Peter's aunt be in her early 50s. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the fact that she's just wildly fine. It's just a byproduct of that. Shout out to her. Shout out to looking young. Meanwhile, in a prison, uh, the vulture chokes and falls over and is fucking dying. Uh, Also, Peter says, losing you, Gwen, was beyond bad. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Even my Uncle Ben would understand how I could say that. Remember how in House of M, uh, Peter's perfect life is literally just that Uncle Ben and Gwen never died? Yep, like, everything else is mostly the same, just they're just alive. Yep, and those two, that one change. Well, it's specifically, Uncle Ben doesn't die, which means Peter stays a wrestler, which means that Peter and Gwen never break up, because Gwen doesn't get thrown off a fucking bridge. And so Peter's... The domino of... Yeah. Domino effect of of the things that could change Peter's life is wild. Yep. Uh, but the anyway, the vulture is fucking dying in jail. Uh, 
and uh, this guy named Blackie, who I should add is a white man. It's yeah. Blackie Drago. Uh, he's like, he's like, listen, Vulture, you're having some sort of kind of heart attack or something. If you were ever going to tell me, now's the time. Uh, and he's like, Vulture tells him where his other wings are. And then they, the fucking cops beat the shit out of Blackie Drago. Yeah, they fuck him up. <laughs> they whoop his Sound ass. Effect is, sound effect is thunk. Yeah, like they are beating this man to death. Um, and so Peter and Aunt May are going over to Anna Watson's house. Uh, and, uh, Aunt May's like, you know, Peter, a girl like Mary Jane Watson isn't going to sit at home waiting for the phone to ring. He's like, no, Aunt May, I'd be willing to bet that that MJ has her own answering service. This, (sighs) Sale is in love with fucking Mary Jane Watson. (laughs) Speaking of Marissa Tomei, this <laughs> panel of Mary Jane Watson is nuts. <laughs> yeah, like she is topped, like Tim Sale. Yeah, like this act, all glory to she it. Is, yeah, she is <laughs> a brick house. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, fully, just fully hammer hammered. Just yeah, just just the. <laughs> An unreasonable amount of titty on this comic book character. She is heated up. She looks like fucking Peg Bundy. Yes, yes, this is Kane Seagal. This is Kane Seagal. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, And uh, MJ walks up, gives Peter a kiss on the cheeks, says, how's my guy? And Peter does not know what to do about this. He says, your guy is fine. More than fine. MJ, listen, if you're not busy, and then Harry pulls up, and, uh, Harry looks so fucking sinister here, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I've never seen someone, like, he looks like the Riddler! Yes! Yes! It looks like Edward Nigma in this, in this, in this shot, like, the pointy nose, the green. Yes, he looks like the fucking Riddler. Like, it's crazy, like, just, I cannot get over it. They do Harry dirty in the looks department in this book, in this run of books. Like I don't know so what sale, I don't know what sale has against Harry, but he, this man had a vendetta. He was like Fuck Harry Jane Watson will be fine as hell. I'm gonna make Harry Osborne look like hot garbage. His pointy ass jaw, just uh, and he's like, hey. he looks. Go ahead. He looks like his face is molded after the Green Goblin mask from the Sam yes. Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yes! Just uh, fucking so angular. It's uncomfortable looking at. And Peter take Peter decides to take uh, Harry up on the offer. And he's like, I was wondering when you can see the, when I can see the place. And he's like, what's there to see? You're gonna love it. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna have a housewarming party this weekend. And he says, I had to give it to Harry. He certainly kept things moving. Maybe MJ was more his speed. Meanwhile, Aunt May in the background being a hater. <laughs> Just like her and her and um, um MJ's aunt, aunt Anna, yeah. Are just 
give, they are gonna put a hit out on Harry Osborne. Like this they is, want no part of this dude with 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 Mary Jane. It's so fucking funny. Is, you know, Anna, I never cared much for that Harry Osborne boy. Uh, and I love the way this is framed because it looks like Peter just kind of hears her. Uh, he probably does. He's probably like, ah, oh, shit. Like on May, you have not. Peter has not known Harry very long at this point. So what do you mean you never cared much for him? Like, the funniest part of this about Aunt May and Anna Watson trying so hard to set Peter and uh, MJ up is it's like, they're just like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool? Because they'd yeah, be like, like sisters. Just, yeah, that, which is pretty much like the the whole, the reason, like you said, why they're doing it. They just want to be able, they want an excuse to hang out more. Yes. <laughs> Like what are, better way than when I hang out? My nephew and your niece, because I don't together. think MJ's parents are really around. So it's like basically yeah, no, we don't really. It's basically my son the, and your daughter. One of the first times I remember any talk about MJ's parents was in the, the same Raimi Spider-Man movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Where MJ's so got like a shitty, as... abusive dad, which is a weird yeah. note to take with her. Yeah, I think they. I love Kristen Dunst, but it was weird to make her be a timid Mary Jane in those movies. There's a lot of choices about Mary Jane in those movies that I don't really like. It's like they want it's like they kinda wanted Gwen, but they didn't want Kristen Dunst to be blonde. So they kind of like morphed them together and we got This weird character who is neither of them and both of them. Remember how Gwen is in one of those movies? As she's as as Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes! Oh shit! I forgot that's her. Yeah. Uh, she's Gwen Stacy, and she's just she's literally just there to make Mary Jane jealous. Yeah. She just doesn't really do anything. Else. And, she's, and she's the model. Yes. I forgot that too. She's yeah. Like 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 Gwen is like the model, and like famous and whatnot, and like the bombshell, and. Yeah, funny choices in that in those movies. Really funny yeah. choices. Yeah. Anywho, um, such as but not limited to casting Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Also, like, see Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. Topher Grace as Eddie Brock being a hater in church. Yeah, <laughs> Praying to God, please kill Peter Parker. <laughs> You know how down bad you gotta be to ask God <laughs> to kill a nigga you hate? He said, "Strike him down." You gotta be several leagues below hell to ask <laughs> Jesus Christ's father to strike a man down. Uh, he got you fired. The, and to be all, fair, also, I mean, they're like he's like in a Catholic church doing. This. Yeah, he's like like legit in God's house asking for him to put a hit on Peter Parker. I, he said, God, I've never been the prayer type. But could you please, 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 please fucking kill Peter Parker? To be fair, if someone screwed up my chance with Bryce Dallas Howard, I might ask God to take him up too. So I'm, I, I might call Tim Lambesis. Yeah, yeah, hey Tim. Did you ever find that hit, man? You may have failed at killing your wife. But try again on this dude I don't like. <laughs> that dude, I know a guy going to. The... <laughs> what 
is a gym. How do you ask someone to kill your wife at the free weights, dog? Hey, man. Dude, hey, nice set. Looking for hitmen. Dog, you just... Hey, man, you're killing the Stairmaster. You know what else you might be able to kill for? How about my wife? Could you kill my the, wife? The gate coach to my house where she lives. <laughs> what a psycho. What a... Th- he went to prison, came back, and he's just like in his bandage. In his bandage. The yeah. funniest thing about As They Lay Dying is that they were like, okay, Tim, Tim tried to kill his wife. We can't be the same band anymore. We're going to start a new band with all of us and not him. And and, and then, was. as soon as he got out of jail, they're like, "Hey, Tim, <laughs> wanna uh, the whole banging again?" He was like, "Yeah." Also, I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> That's some OJ shit. Yeah. Fucking Christian a... band, by the way. Yes, Christian band. Yes, <laughs> just Christian metalcore band. <laughs> he said, "Till death do us part." You damn right. Yeah, didn't say mine though. <laughs> said till death somebody when I had this guy beat you to death with barbells um, <laughs> anyway he's gonna whoop a kettlebell at your head <laughs> drown her in the YMCA pool <laughs> oh getting drowned while the village people played is a nasty way to go <laughs> god she would haunt him for life you would do everything like you're breaking and Tim just like head banging on the other side of the pool watching it happen. Oh man. Anyway, it's funny because he didn't succeed oh, in getting his wife killed. I should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would not joke like about this if he had actually he succeeded in hiring a hitman. So it's funny oh, to joke did. about the fact that he tried. Yeah, he. Failed miserably and got sent to prison. And he came out built like shit. And <laughs> it's just. And now he's just like, yeah, I'll just, just buy my music. Just don't, you know, that whole. Don't thing, check my Wikipedia ask. page. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the funniest controversies section on anybody's <laughs> Tim Levy's. Tim Levy's is trying to hire him at the. <laughs> The gym. fucking gym. I can't get over that. Uh, anyway, uh, back on track. Fuck, I thought like we were talking about everything but blue. It's this fucking podcast. Um, it's like just right like, there on his fucking Wikipedia page. Personal life. What? Tim Levis grew up in Southern California life. and was voted quote most like Jesus by classmates as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's to kill his wife. Sure. Oh, oh fuck. The fact that he got remarried after he got out of jail is nuts. Why would you marry this guy? <laughs> you know that your life took a turn when the bulk of your fucking personal life section is solicitation, solicitation of, of murder. murder. Oh, man. Oh, oh, he got remarried in 2017. They got divorced in 2021. Because, you know. No, I feel like if you get married to the man who tried to kill his first wife, (laughs) I would reconsider that, maybe. Oh, shit. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Now, this must be what listening to Deezus and Mario is like. Because (laughs) them niggas cannot stay on top of it. 
ever about anything. Oh, shit. Oh, listen. I started listening to the Trill Withers show. They went on a 30-minute... This is a sports podcast. They went on a 30-minute diatribe about nunchucks. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, God. Oh, yeah, but, um... Back to Blue, our uh, our main man, uh, fucking... Blackie Drago. In prison, Blackie. He... Steals a laundry truck, uh, and he and, uh... Or he, they, they jump in the back of the laundry truck and, uh... Manage to, to escape uh, out to where the, uh... To where, uh... Why am I forgetting vultures? Tombs! Where he's keeping the, yeah, Adrian uh... Tombs. Adrian Tombs. Uh, you know his granddaughter is black? <laughs> I'll explain later. Um, they uh, they go out to where Tombs hid his extra wings. I love that the wings are attached to the costume. Yeah, that's pretty tight. And uh, so they they fly away with the wings. Meanwhile, Peter swings over to the uh, to the apartment, and he's like, "Man." <laughs> My spider, my spider party sense is tingling. This must be the place. Either that, or I should really try and sew some, sew some thermals into this costume. And uh, Flash Thompson, big fucking Spider-Man mark, uh, yep. sees him swinging, and he's like, Whoa, that's him! Go for it, Spidey! And fucking Gwen and MJ start clowning on him. <laughs> uh, and You're right, MJ. She's in her invisible... Yeah, because oh. Gwen's uh, MJ says, "Really? Huh? Oh, look, Gwen, there's the invisible girl. <laughs> I think you're right, MJ. She's in her invisible plane with her invisible dog." <laughs> I remember that time that Peter asked Sue Storm on a date to fuck with Johnny, and then she said, "Yeah, sure, why not to fuck with Reed?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so they're having a party. They're having a good time. Gwen and MJ are dancing, waiting for uh waiting for Peter, and Peter says uh, in the present, if I had known you were talking about me, I would have crashed into a building. Because uh, <laughs> they, they're like, yeah, Peter's got probably got a call from the Bugle, he's out taking pictures of Spider-Man. And <laughs> uh, Gwen's like, is, isn't that dangerous? And uh, Flash is looking out the window, looks away as Spider-Man swings by. <laughs> Uh, and he's, Peter swings by, and uh, his wings, or the the web gets cut by the vulture's wings. And so, uh, Blackie Drago beats his ass, beats the dog yeah. shit out of Peter. <laughs> he's Black, a, flat, wax, just fucking some unreal fucking sound effects happening right now. And just beats the shit out of him, and he's like, uh... He's like, in all fairness, I was caught off guard completely, utterly. Trust me, two pretty girl, two pretty girls danced up a storm. Will do that to a guy. Not that I'm blaming you or MJ or anything. On the contrary, I was just remembering how I got the pants beaten off of me, and coming up with any excuse would make me feel a whole lot better. Flash, who looks fucking great here, by the way. Flash looks like Johnny Quest. Black turtleneck and those khaki pants. Yes. Like, yes, this man's about to go to fucking Russia right now. He's, he's about to tear it down. He yeah. shout out yeah, to black turtlenecks. Awesome. I I should buy yeah. like six black turtlenecks. Like the only thing 
it will make this better is if he had a gold, gold chain. chain. Yes. <laughs> if he had a gold chain, then the fit would be nasty because he, he would, looks like a million bucks. He would. He looks like fucking. He would look like redheaded uh, Jason Lee Scott. God, he really would. God, did yeah, Gold Ranger Jason ever wear a black turtleneck and the gold chain? No, he wore that fucking do rag though. <laughs> Oh, you show up to get ranger powers with a dude like, I, I can't believe that he looks like the um, fucking great sandman yeah <laughs> an, an embarrassing fit for a great ranger like, they, they down oh, bad for that an all time great ranger they're gonna dress him in the nastiest fit they can find it's a fucking uh, a fucking Kevin Smith trench coat and a dude rag <laughs> just nasty Anyway, unseasoned. Uh, but yeah, uh, Flash looks great. Uh, Peter is still getting the shit kicked out of him. They're like, "We'll give Pete till midnight, okay?" Because uh, Fla- Harry's like, "I keep telling you, Flash, Pete's an okay guy. Why else do you think I'd ask him to be my roommate?" He's like, I don't know, Harry. Why did you ask him to be your roommate? Uh, Peter gets turned into a fucking large grandfather clock. Oh yeah, he is getting. I, I, we cannot stress enough. Peter is getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, and he goes, "Uh, hey, you're not the vulture. What happened to the old bird man of Alcatraz?" He says, "You're dead, and you're about to join him." He says, "Don't you got bad guys have a union or something to keep this from happening? Trademark infringement, a copycat clause." Uh, and then uh, he is continuing to get his ass whipped. Yeah, like he is just. <laughs> God, just the name Blackie Drago, just <laughs> good Lord Almighty, what a, what a name for anybody. Uh, and uh, Flash is laughing at Peter. He says, "Ha, midnight. How do you spell? <laughs> how do you spell loser? P A R K E R." Uh, and Peter lays there blacking out, and he says, "As it, he says, like laying there in the snow, as thoroughly kicked." He says, yep. and as stupid as it may sound, Gwen, lying there, the cold, my head blacking out, I suppose I didn't know if I was going to live, but all I can think about is how I let the gang down. What you all would say because I hadn't shown up, what you, Gwen, would think of me. So just just gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, uh, side note, uh, the cover of book five is just heat swinging. <sighs> With, like just very large, very greatly drawn pictures of like Gwen and MJ behind him. If that that one shot just sums up Peter Parker's entire life. Yep. Uh, like I can't think of a better image that just, like just distills what the things that like two of the most of the biggest things that made him who he is today is just this this image of him swinging, have Gwen on the left. MJ on the right, and just even like in the way like their faces look, yeah. like their personalities are just locked in stone here. It, it's right. really fucking great. Like I've said it a lot, Tim Sale was in his bag drawing in this book. Oh it's yeah, incredible. Oh yeah. Uh, so the next, so book five opens with uh with Harry looking through the door at Peter. He says, "Damn, you look like shit, man." <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Love you, too. He's like, where you been? Everybody waited as long as they could, but he says, everybody? Sure. 
MJ, Gwen, Flash, you miss a swing in time. This would be our housewarming party. He's like, hey, are you okay? You really look like shit. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, it's fine. I got a cold, I guess. It. <laughs> He's like, I was lying to Harry. Of course, I got my ass whooped. Uh, laying out on the rooftop of some building in New York City during a snowstorm wasn't exactly the best way to stay warm or healthy. Did I mention there's not a lot of long underwear that fits under my Spider-Man costume? Um, this um, way, this apartment looks a lot like um, I don't know, did you ever watch Marvel's Spider-Man? Is that the Car- is it the MTV cartoon with Neil Patrick Harris? No, um, it was one of the more recent um, Spider-Man cartoons um, that aired. It was because, oh god, they've been so fucking many. Like, after Spectacular ended, they did Ultimate Spider-Man. So it's the one that's after Ultimate? Yeah, uh, and that that's the one where like there's kind of like because Miles is there, Gwen is there as Spider Man too, like right, Flash becomes Agent Venom, shit like that. Um, but like there's a uh, Venom is introduced at a party at Harry Osborn's place, and I shit you not, Harry's apartment in that cartoon looks a lot like this. Huh. It's... Even down to like the windows and shit. This, uh, it looks like an apartment from a Quantic Dream game. Oh, yeah. This is like Madison Page's, uh, apartment yeah. from Heavy Rain. God. Remember how Heavy you Rain want, was really wanna, good until wanna, it wasn't? Yeah, you're like, that's a tangent. Like, if we ever do a non-comic <laughs> book podcast episode, it's gonna be just me just throwing Heavy Rain in the goddamn trash. <sighs> Good Lord People Almighty. tried to convince yeah. him the game was really good. It's not. No, <laughs> it has the stupidest twist you, I've ever seen. Anyone who tells you that a Quantic Dream game is fully good, call the police. Because <laughs> the only call one that I would say is decent is Detroit, and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's only decent for 25% of it, and that's Connor. Yep. Anyway. Everything else, throw it away. Yep, yeah, throw it in the uh, trash. Uh, so Gwen, we find out that Gwen made Peter's bed just in case he got in late. Uh, he's like, wow, that's, that was really sweet of her, actually. Harry is pushing real hard to try and get, like, hey, don't don't look at MJ. Look at Gwen. Look at Gwen, because I really love MJ. Yeah. Uh, she is kind of, like, on one hand, as he's just trying to keep Mary Jane for himself. On the other hand... There are worse people you can get pushed towards than Gwen Stacy. Yeah. So. Also, Harry's pants here are so high. God. Just... <laughs> uh, Tim Sale had it out for his pants. He's a fuck he, Harry Osborne. Like, I refuse to make Osborne. Like, all right, flashing back to like the very first shot, he looks like a creep staring at Peter through the door. Yeah. He looks he looks like a fucking he, murderer. Like he looks like like you're gonna like if you kick down that man's door and looked on his computer, you would arrest him. <laughs> There's some devious shit in Harry Osborne's yeah, like, hard drive. Yeah, just 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 uh Chris Hansen would have a heart attack. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you wanna take a seat over there, Mr. Osborne? <laughs> uh, uh, then we cut back to uh the the, the spot where Peter was in the snow for who knows how long after he got his ass molly popped by <laughs> Blackie Draco. Yeah. Yeah, and uh 
again, that that mystery figure standing there in like a fucking boxer's robe. He looks. Yeah, it went on Rick. <laughs> it's a Rick Flair, Flair robe. robe. It looks like the the <laughs> robe specifically, the one Rick Flair yep. gave to AJ Styles in TNA. <laughs> F was Spidey, good for Blackie. Yeah, he says. Uh, Blackie had set a fuck. Blackie had set out to name make a name for himself as the new Vulture, and it's as simple as it sounds. Knocking off your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is a good as good a way to leave an impression on the supervillain community as any. Uh, and uh, Vulture is laying in a hospital bed and the figure talks to him again and says look at you a creature such as yourself should be free to fly not pinned to some bed Vulture Blackie Drago has not fulfilled his promise Spider-Man lives although Drago boasts otherwise and uh, Tombs goes who are you my doc says I'm going to die he says, and what if I tell you that you were to live? Would you succeed or Drago failed? Would you kill Spider-Man? You were poisoned by Drago to obtain your wings. Where there, when there is an, a poison, there is an antidote, and I will be your savior. Remember that always. And then <laughs> he shoots a dart at him. Yeah, like, no one's in there. Like, no one's going to see you. You can just, you just walk up. Like, you can just you can just do it like a normal human being. He does this at close range too. Yeah, like he's like he's like three feet from him, and he uses a blow dart because, all right, commit to the bit, I guess. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Um, Peter says, "I think I slept for two days. The fever was still raging, and maybe all of it, all of what happened next didn't. But maybe, but it's how I choose to remember it." Peter smells chicken soup and he's like Aunt May is that you? Aunt May looks like I got here just in time. The fever's gone to your brain if you don't recognize your very own Mary Jane Watson. Uh, Note once again humana humana (laughs) She looks like a fucking vampirella here. It's unreal just Tim Sale we need to talk brother (laughs) you, you put Everything in drawing Mary Jane in this book. It yeah. is unreal. Mary Jane is standing here, zebra print fur coat over her arm, uh, holding a TV tray with chicken soup and hot tea. She's feeding him. She feeds him soup. And she's like, that's it. Need my guy. All big and strong. This is Mary Jane is a fucking force of nature. She is a menace and to make matters worse, like he's having this just <laughs> moment with Mary Jane, and guess who shows up? Yeah, because Harry uh, Peter says, uh, well, she says, Anna Watson's homemade soup is killer. And hope you're not too disappointed I didn't make it myself. What I lack in the kitchen, I more than make up for in nursing skills. And uh, he's like, Christ. MJ, can I ask you something? You don't have to answer. She's like, fire away but I never kiss and tell he says I mean you're dating Harry now aren't you he says sure Harry's a nice guy and all <laughs> he's like I would leave him in a heartbeat if you if you ask yeah, me like she is she is she is saying like say the word and say the word I'm, and, I'm and I <laughs> that shit is canceled like cable uh it's exactly <laughs> and, and oh my god I'm not interrupting anything am I <laughs> wow Gwen <laughs> Stacy just like wow wow <laughs> yeah, and 
<laughs> MJ says, now, Pedo, remember you're sick. The fever makes you say things you probably don't mean. He says, no, I meant that. I 100% fucking meant that. <laughs> Emma, uh, like, I said, I said Emma. Emma Watts. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but no, Emma. Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah, Emma Stone, Mary Jane Watson. Blah, but because all I have to say, Gwen looks fucking fabulous here. Yes, yes. Like, like, and she says, like, if you're not doing anything, unreal. she is wearing. I, I need to detail what both of them are wearing here because Mary Jane is wearing this black and red dress with. For some reason, she's really into wearing a crucifix at this time. This is the third different crucifix she's wearing. Is Mary Jane Catholic? Uh, I don't know if it's ever... I don't know if, if, if religion has ever, like, been explicitly yeah. brought up with her. I would believe it if she was, though. Yeah, because, like, Peter, a lot of people had canon him as Jewish, which I'll take that. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me, too. Catholic Mary Jane? I'd be down with that. Yeah, as the as the resident Catholic here at MCMF. Yeah, I I I, I, I allow it. Stamp. Um, <laughs> as the only one of us who has ever been to mass. <laughs> yeah, that, that that tracks because I I've known many uh, of a, a Catholic Mary Jane. So yeah, this this works. Uh, like she goes to church every Sunday for a reason. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, like, they can't wait to see her, her step in a confession. Exactly. Uh, uh, flash forward to Gwen Stacy. Who... Yeah, Gwen, who is wearing like a, uh, she's like wearing like a turtleneck, a green skirt, a trench coat. Baby, something about the baby blue turtleneck. It's, I don't know what it is. He's wearing pearls. These big gold Jeez. diamond shaped earrings. The green skirt, like like the just shy of thigh high boots. Uh. And at some point, they're both just, like, leaning over him. Which they did... Okay, so I was just thinking about this, actually. It's a funny timing that we started doing this. Because um, in that recent story where Peter's in the hospital and MJ and Black Cat go to see him. And he wakes up in the hospital to them in the the Black Cat costume just leaning over him. And he's like, oh, this dream again. (laughs) Be gentle, girls. Be gentle, girls. What? <laughs> in that same issue, Black Cat just straight up says that Mary Jane has a dump truck, truck ass. <laughs> she says the phrase, I didn't think dump your truck dump ass. truck ass would fit into that costume. Uh, like, I love that it's just canonical that MJ has a fatty. MJ has the dumpy. Yeah, <laughs> just just preposterous shitter on Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> oh, the MJ keeps that fucking thang on her. Uh, exactly, it's just just the thunder and the lightning is back there. <laughs> as, anyway. that, as that very old man on TikTok said, whole lot of clapping. <laughs> Gwen is like, hey Pete, if you're not doing anything, I thought I'd read to you. How's little Huck Finn sound? She's like, my Uncle Ben used to read Huck Finn to me when I was sick. She's like, what a coincidence. Fucking <laughs> That's such an Uncle Ben thing to do, though. Yeah. She says, what a coincidence. You have an Aunt May who told me that your Uncle Ben used to read Huck Finn to you whenever you were sick. And uh, <laughs> MJ says, oh, just happened to be in the neighborhood. And uh, she's like, actually, Harry has two tickets for that th- uh, two theater tickets to the new Broadway show. I hear it's awful. Well, you'd know. How is your acting career going, MJ? 
just ugh. <laughs> Ooh, they're being so mean to each other. In this moment, I I said the phrase to myself, "Man, polyamory would have just saved Gwen Stacy's life, huh?" Honestly, like girls, you could just share him. Yeah. I don't think you'd have a problem with that. No, I certainly I... wouldn't. So just. <laughs> The shot of just Vulture in the window. Yeah! <laughs> Gwen, also... The purse. Yes. Yeah, he snatched a purse and blew away with it. Fucking asshole. Uh, also, MJ looks like Lita on this page. Oh, she really does. She really does. Shout out one time to Edge. <laughs> Hall of Fame with Dirty Mac, Adam Copeland. <laughs> He said, if you think about it, looking at this picture of Mary Jane on the left and Gwen Stacy on the right, this is just, this is just Adam's love life. <laughs> yes. He went from a redhead to a blonde. Shout out. Shout out to Hall of Famer Edge. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Bitches himself. <laughs> he was married to Val Venus's sister. Uh, shit he was yeah <laughs> I forgot about that Jesus Christ that was like yeah. a real thing that happened um Peter goes girls I uh I should I should be getting some <laughs> some rest he says maybe it was the fever and I was hallucinating but I think the two of you were well let's just say this never happened when I was Peter Parker bookworm whatever what happened <laughs> after that happened however happened all the time it still does my entire life can be summed up in three little words. Bad before good. And they just look at him. Gwen looks so annoyed. Gwen. Yeah. Gwen looks fucking furious. And they're like, all right, Pete, see ya. And Peter folds his hands. Sticks, just squints. He's like, frass, frass, a vulture. Oh. It's just, just, just in hell. Yeah, just... and Flash and Harry are playing pool. And then he's... Flash is like, let me get this straight. He's got both of them up there uh, at the same damn time, at the same damn time, at the same damn time. Shout out to Flash Thompson looking like Lyndon Ashby in Mortal Kombat 1999. <laughs> That's Johnny Cage! That's Johnny Cage! Johnny, that is full on Johnny Cage. <sighs> <laughs> Another thing, like like just as much as uh, Sale loves making sure that Mary Jane looks as good as possible, same for Flash. Like Flash has been getting off like low key fits. Yeah, Flash looks like a uh, like Errol Flynn. Yeah, he's he's like he has like fucking cowboy jawbone. Just, just what a stud. <laughs> he 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 deserved to be Agent Venom. He deserved it. Especially after the shit they put him through in the 2000s, poor guy. Oh, God. Yeah, he's been through... He's been through it. Through yeah. it. Uh, Gwen comes down and says, Harry, let's go. We don't want to miss the curtain going up. And he's like, Gwen, the show doesn't start for two hours. Now, Harry. <laughs> Flash looks at Mary Jane and goes, Hey, Dollface, if you're all through playing Florence Nightingale, how's about you and me? Earth to Flash, drop dead. <laughs> the panel is so... <laughs> 
Flash with a Metagross solid exclamation point above his head. <laughs> uh, fuck. What's what's the guy's name? We were just talking about him earlier today. Uh, the guy who plays uh plays Hawk in Titans. Um, Alan Richardson. He should have played fucking Flash Thompson. He would be. A, he would have been a great Flash. Who it, did he not play him in? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2? Well, that guy just looked like him. I, uh, let's see. Please hold. I, he probably just looked like him, but I could have sworn that was him. Uh, probably we are was. checking. It is Chris Zilka, who just looks like Alan Richardson. Yeah, he, that, yeah, because that dude looks like a thinner um, Alan Richardson. But yes, Alan Richardson would be an amazing um, Flash Thompson. It's 100%. Yeah, yeah, he would have been fucking perfect, because if, if you don't know who Alan Richard is, just look up Thad Castle. Because <laughs> that's him. Yep. <sighs> so Peter looks out the window looking disheveled, and both vultures are outside of his window. Yep, just, just fighting. And Peter's like, I stood there, Gwen, watching them like it was TV. Just like every other New Yorker looking up at the sky. Seriously, what did I care if those two wanted to kill each other? It would probably do the world a lot of good if one or both of them went down. I mean, I was sick. I should have been in bed with a pretty girl reading me Hawk Finn. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most relatable thing about Peter Parker. He, wanted, he just wanted to lay back in bed and let one girl feed him soup while another read to him. <laughs> and like any other character that would be like metaphor no he legit just wanted Gwen to read to him yes <laughs> like uh, but yeah it uh, talks about how um, and this is in the uh, like because there are these um, I don't know if we've mentioned it but in this book there are these text bubbles that are in yeah. blue all the narration so is, Peter. Uh, is Peter in the present day talking to Gwen yeah, he talks about how um, Huck Finn reminded him of Uncle Ben, um, which is what spurred him to actually go out and fight the vultures because, you know, great power, responsibility, all that jazz. Right. And he, he says, there are some days I hate the great power. With great power comes great responsibility. And he jumps out and he is webbing Toombs' foot while webbing Blackie's face. Also, it's not a purse, it's a bag from the bank. Uh, and he says, let me guess, you were both over at the pet store and they only had one bag of birdseed left and one thing led to another. Now Spidey ends up with a cleanup on aisle four. Uh, I love the background that they drew here. Uh, like, yeah, the, the billboard here, you get a really good sense of like how high up they are. So, like, I love the head, like, the billboard looks like she's watching the fight. Yes! Yeah, like, I thought that was really cute. Uh, and so they argue and they fight and a fucking gargoyle gets busted and falls. And, uh... Like, Flash is like, what happened? In high school, I had it all. The chicks, everything. Now Parker's scoring and old Flash is sitting on the bench. Doesn't make any sense. And as he says that, the bag falls... The bag with all the money falls in front of him. He's like, huh, must be my lucky day after... All. And he looks up and sees the gargoyle about to fucking take him out. 
Then he gets the fucking Amazing Fantasy save. Yes, the the Amazing Fantasy number 15 cover save here. It's like, sometimes I do realize that God has a sense of humor and actually, and I actually get the joke. Gwen, after all those years, I wish I, I sort of wish I had told Flash that I was Peter Parker back then. He's probably Spidey's biggest fan, and I never acknowledged it anyway. Maybe it was payback for all the years he paid the bully to my hapless victim. It's so funny that Flash bullied him in high school, and then they became best friends as adults. Yeah, it's one of my favorite um, friendships that Peter has because of that. Because, like, they acknowledge it uh, pretty often. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like... If you take anything from listening to this podcast, is that Flash Thompson rules. Yes. <laughs> like, especially like, when we read these old ones where it's like Flash is like a dork and a loser. Like, and we bust on yeah. him a lot, but I really like Flash Thompson. I really think he's a great character. Yeah, Flash is fucking great. Like, I love him. Um, yeah. Uh, read, read Agent Venom. It's tight. Yes. Uh, he's like, hey. Um, Flash is like, you saved my life. He's like, yeah, it's what I do for a living, despite what the Daily Bugle says. So, so I wouldn't wipe myself with that rag. They All they print are lies about you. Everybody knows that. You're a hero. Look at what you've done for your done with your life. He says, uh, listen, son, you uh, would you do me a favor? You need to return that money to the bank. All of it. And this makes Flash go, what have I done with my life? Uh, Peter fights off the vultures pretty handily. Uh, and uh, like by running, he realizes how to rewire Tombs' wings and just r- rides his back into Blackie uh, into a wall and knocks him out. And uh, when he gets home, he comes down the uh, comes down the steps in this fucking robe, and uh, Flash is telling everybody about how Spider Man saved his life, and he's like. Uh, he's like, Pete, maybe Harry's been right about you all along, but I doubt it. Anyway, I was here I was a Spider-Man. I bet he's not much older than anybody in this room, and he's out there every day putting his life on the line, helping people just like me. And I looked in my own life and realized I had to put down my football and do my part. I joined the army. <laughs> Peter looks horrified. He's like, oh shit, like, what did I do? What did I convince Flash to do? Because it's like, well, shit, he's inspired by Spider-Man, which makes this my fault. Uh, God damn it. Which, yeah, that that does, <laughs> that comes up. Yeah. In in Flash's future, for yep. sure. And that's what, that's kind of the thing that, like, draws them together to be friends, is that Flash gets his fucking legs blown off. Yep. And Peter feels super shitty about it, because he's like, in a way, that's my fault. Just one more guilt tally on Peter Parker's conscience. Yeah, and uh, Peter says, I had to make a decision, Gwen. One that would eventually answer if I spent the rest of my life with you or with MJ. What I didn't know then was the decision was never mine to make. And as we see this, our shadowy figure, we see a closer look at his face as he takes a piece of Spider-Man's costume that was left behind in the fight. Takes a big old sniff of it. And, uh... We, as the viewer, uh, can kind of realize who this person is, uh, but we'll, we'll get to it when we see them in earnest. As we get into book six, the final book in this story, we've really breezed through this. It's We're coming up on yeah, two I, hours here. I, and... Yeah, 
I feel like if we hadn't like gone on tangents like we did, this episode would have been maybe an hour and a half. Maybe. <laughs> we got to like, talk about Tim Lynn pieces. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, because like, as like this is a very breezy book. Like it's really like, it's six issues, happens. but it's really easy to just bang, bang, bang through. Because yeah, like this, what like twenty-two pages per book. Yeah. And you just like fly. You, you could read all of this in like maybe an hour if you're diligent. Oh, and you can read this. Yeah, I read this in an afternoon. It's yeah, it, it's it's so good. Uh, and so Peter opens book six. Says, oh, oh God, Glenn, Gwen, I, I'm sorry. I fell asleep with a tape recorder on, and uh, I had a dream about you. We were riding in a car. I don't know whose car. I was driving. It was a convertible. Maybe like the one hair you stone. I don't know. The wind was in your hair, and you were alive, Gwen. It just seemed so real, like it touched you. You hear your laughter. And the strangest part, the hardest part, was that it was today. Not in the past. You were still alive today. And while this is going on, uh, our shadowy friend is watching different people fight Spider-Man. Scorpion, uh, Doc Ock. Rhino, Lizard, Vulture. He says, I have studied all the beasts in the concrete jungle as they stalk my prey. Learn from their mistakes. Now, the hunt begins. And, uh... I wonder who this could be. wonder who that could possibly be. Says, Life can be mm. so unfair, Gwen. I should keep going. It was Valentine's Day. I remembered because I got a Valentine that was unsigned, except for one of those smiley faces. And, uh... <laughs> Harry goes any idea who said to Pete it's probably, it's probably from my Aunt May Harry could be worse it could be from Flash hey Ruby toss you some of your aftershave he says what you all out of Osborne's lady killer number five this, he looks like a scumbag Harry he looks just <sighs> we gotta talk Tim because <laughs> this man has not looked good in six issues he looks like shit he looks like he's gonna sell me something with fentanyl in it. Like just <laughs> Harry Osborne is gonna sell you a charger that takes battery from your phone. <laughs> oh, and... he says. Besides, with the way you've got both MJ and Gwen eating out of your hand, I figure us mere mortals ought to have a level playing field. He's like, what? Just, because Peter apparently has been paying fucking attention and does has not realized that these girls want to jump his bones. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of one of the girls, uh Wen shows up looking fantastic. I Just. I turned to this page and it was like You know how in sitcoms in the nineties a woman would walk in and be like, Woo Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like that. Because <laughs> she like got the fur coat that the trademark Gwen Stacy bandana White fur coat, white gloves, pearl wrist, uh, pearl bracelet, big pearl earrings, with a big necklace that is an arrow pointing at her chest. Yeah, like, just unsubtle. Just like, I'm here, a titties is fat, where's Peter Parker? (laughs) Bring bring me Peter Parker. Yeah, Uh, bring me the boy. (laughs) Peter takes her coat, and then MJ walks in. Ms. Watson, Ms. Watson, 
please DM That's... me. Ma'am, may I? Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, may I please DM you? Ma'am? Mary Jane, Wa- Mary Jane Watson, if you're reading this, I'm free on Thursday. Please respond <laughs> to hang out with me on Thursday night when I am free. I'm begging. I, I would do anything. I'll fight the vulture right, right now. I'll fight the vulture with my bare hands. Please, God. Just call me back. Baby, please, God. She looks so fucking good. I'll do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then everybody proceeds to throw their coats at Peter when they come in. It's a pretty good gag. Yep. Uh, big dog Robbie just coming in, not saying a word. Not saying shit. The story's not it's about me, and I recognize that. Uh, and uh, Harry's on the phone. Peter comes in to drop off the codes, and Harry's on the phone with uh, with Norman. Uh, he's like, ah, he's feeling better. I thought he'd drop by. He seemed particularly pleased that you were here. Which is, we get the, the jealousy that uh, that Harry, or that Norman always liked Harry, or Peter more than Harry. Yeah. Uh, Harry looks like the fucking Joker here. Yep. He, it's just another instance of, like, him looking like a total creep. Yep, and he's like, uh, I didn't realize you and my dad knew each other well enough that he'd ask about you. And yeah, uh, uh, Harry, Peter just looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like, hey, man, I, hey, man, look, that's your daddy. Like, I don't got nothing to do with this. All right. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, uh, so he gets a flash. He was like, I, I'm really going to miss you guys and gals. I guess sometimes you have to lose something to really appreciate you ever had it in the first place. Uh, and. This is one of my favorite pages in this whole thing is just these two panels of Peter is looking at Peter is looking at Gwen and Gwen, uh, Mary Jane in the next panel is looking back at Peter. Yeah. Um, also, it's just dawning in my head that they're drinking the champagne here. They're definitely like in their early 20s here. I thought they were like freshmen in college, oh, which yeah. would make sense. But maybe not, sophomores. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Juniors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Peter's birthday is canonically in the summer. So I don't know. yeah, uh, so they're they're at least twenty one. So yeah, yeah, I would I would say I would probably say that they're either like sophomores going into junior year or just like straight up juniors. Yeah. Um. But this is just great usage of the visual medium here. With you can tell so much yeah, of what's like, happening by this these two panels. Because yeah, Peter we, we actually isn't even like, looking at Gwen. Peter is looking at Flash, who is talking. Gwen is looking at Peter yeah. out of like the corner of her eye, and Mary Jane is behind them, uh, looking over her glass, uh, over her shoulder at Peter. Yeah, like we've kind of uh, focused a lot on just like the the narrative part, but all of the art in Spider-Man Blue is fantastic. Like not just. Uh, Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy's bazungas uh, and Flash <laughs> Thompson's fits, but like the way, especially when it comes to those three, when it comes to Peter, Gwen, and Mary Jane, like the way Sale draws them, like just being in the same room together and looking at each other is some of like the best art in any Spider-Man book. Yeah, and the fact that it's a more low-key story about. About Peter and Gwen. Um, this is a this yeah. is a love story at its core. Hmm, like, this is fundamentally yeah, like, like, a a romance comic with Spider Man shit sprinkled into it. 
and like Tim really just puts everything into like selling all of these relationships, but most importantly, Peter and Gwen's. Yeah. Uh, this moment is interrupted by the arrival of Craven the Hunter. Austin Aries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker's wearing the hoop earrings. <laughs> just nasty outfit. Just, <laughs> just disgusting. This is, dirty, this is a dirty man. Just Jeez <laughs> Louise. That's Still, Paul oh, Ellering. That's. <laughs> That's fucking Mr. Don Com. That's yeah. Jeez Louise, but yeah, Craven shows up, and uh, Flash immediately tries to fucking (laughs) grab a headlock. Yep, Flash is bought it, bought it up. Does he join the army, willing to square up with uh, Craven the Hunter? uh, Gets punched in the solar plexus. Socked fully in the chest because the shit yep. knocked out of him. Uh, Peter manages to catch him though, and uh, Craven turns, grabs Harry, and dives out of the window. And Peter's like, "That doesn't make any sense." And uh, he's like, "Go ahead and call nine one one." They're like, "Where are you going?" Uh, camera, bugle, photos, Spider Man. Uh, and Gwen and Mary Jane look so fucking suspicious. They know he's full of shit. Like, you could read it as Gwen is, like, genuinely perplexed. Like, really? Mary he's Jane. your best friend and you just ran out to go get pictures, to go get your camera, you fucking asshole. Mary Jane, yeah. look at her eyes! <laughs> she knows he's Spider-Man. Yes, she, knows. she definitely knows he's Spider-Man. She 100% know, because, like... She was like, wait a minute, I went with this motherfucker to where the rhino was. He just, like, went in there? He just says he met Spider-Man? I didn't see Spider-Man leave. Right, I didn't see Spider-Man go in or leave, uh, and you have a bruise on your face. And, like, she, that's the face of someone who knows that this motherfucker is (laughs) Spider-Man. Like, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't remember if Mary Jane, like, ever imply that she knew before like she found out mm-hmm. but this one shot like I Tells believe that, that she, she always knew and was just like waiting for him to tell her yes uh, well I think in the clone conspiracy uh, they Gwen is like the clone of Gwen who has all of Gwen's memories is like yeah I always knew yeah love that um, and so Craven thinks that that Harry is Spider-Man because Craven the Hunter is an idiot yeah he is (laughs) just what a dumbass Uh, like 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 a cool villain conceptually but as soon as you read any Craven story it's like oh this dude's a moron he is a gigantic idiot uh so Peter swings in kicks Craven in his face and uh it says, by this time, I figured all, out this all had something to do with me uh, with me lending Harry my aftershave. So he's just going off the smell and was like, you smell yep. like Spider-Man. Yep, you must be him. Yeah. Uh, and then Craven punches Peter in the back of the neck. 
<laughs> just like a full shot, like knuckles to the spine. <laughs> just who punches someone in like the back of the neck like this? Craven Hunter does, and then he elbows him in the face. He he's barring him up, like he yeah. is putting the boots to to Pete here. And then Harry with the save hits Craven on the head with something that does not phase him. Uh, yeah, he just he just takes it. And then Norman shows up uh, with the distraction, gives Peter the uh, gives Peter the assist, and he says, "Okay, maybe hitting him with everything I had wasn't the most romantic thing I could think of for Valentine's Day, but damn it, Gwen, I didn't want to be there slugging him out with some Tarzan wannabe. I should have been with you. How many dates? How many kisses did I miss because I was doing this instead of being by your side?" And oof, that's such a that's. Yeah. How much of my life, how much of our collective lives, that's really the question. How much of our lives did I miss because I was stuck with this this power, this responsibility? If I wasn't Spider-Man, like this is the unsaid thing is, if I wasn't Spider-Man, you would still be here. And there was so much that we never got to do. It's just, wow, wow. Uh, that shit hurts. That and shit he, hurts. Yeah. Ah. He says, it was, it was a contract. Green Goblin paid me to kill you. He says, the, the Goblin, Craven the Green Goblin is dead. He says, honor the contract. And passes out. And Norman, sweating buckets, is like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I just wanted to thank you. You saved my son, and if you ever need anything, you, you, you saved my son. And then they, uh, they, Peter leaves while they're not looking and uh, heads back. And he says, so that was it. I found out that everything I'd been through, the rhino, the lizard, the vultures, and all those animals were part of some test Craven had arranged. I look back on my life as Spider-Man and God help me, there are days when all I can think of is how much time is taken away from my family and everyone I've loved. It's like I've been riding on top. It's like I've been riding an elevator that stops on all the wrong floors. Then somehow that night the doors opened and uh, Gwen uh, Gwen he comes up the stairs and is like Peter everyone's gone home I thought I heard and he says yeah it's me just give me a second and she comes in Peter is standing there no shirt looking real jacked baby <laughs> just built from marble and Gwen is like oh damn she, <laughs> like she said damn brother what's your cycle looking like two <laughs> Yeah, what the hashtag? What's the regiment? <laughs> <laughs> this is two chicken breasts, one asparagus. Yeah, every day for for six straight months. So, but yeah, but Peter's looking just unreasonably cut. Um, he's in shape for mania. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he's ready to headline dynamite. Uh, <laughs> He says, she's like, oh, I didn't know that you were getting dressed. Like, undressed, actually. Sorry, I thought everyone left. I was just getting ready for bed. Now, note, he was getting out of his costume. He's tucking the, you see him tucking the mask away in his drawer when she comes in. And, uh, and, uh it's... Quint's like, I was just thinking about that. Uh, how everybody ran and, except you, you went for your camera and jumped at the chance like a fireman rushing into a burning building when everyone else is running out. And I got to wondering, maybe that's somebody I should get to know better. And she says, what's that? He says, what's what? And she picks up the Valentine. She says, bet you get a lot of these. He says, you don't want to take that bet. 
<laughs> so don't take me over. <laughs> <laughs> Trust uh, me, like I. She uh, she says, "Did you read it?" He says, "Yes." She says, "And." She says, "And." She says, "Peter, will you be my Valentine?" And she is holding the fur coat in her hand. Uh, she's, uh, they they kiss, and she's like, "That's when you had me, Gwen Stacy, all of me." And then we cut back to the present. <laughs> you, uh-huh. No, so I was like, uh, and like I feel like that's Peter for like, oh yeah, we smashed. No, oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. There's he no put, way. There's he, no way. Uh, he put it down. He put it. Her to, to sleep, big time. Uh, yeah, we cut back to the present. Peter sitting though this whole time has been sitting in the attic uh, of the uh, the Parker family home, and says, "Gwen, for years I've tried to make some sense of your death. Something, anything that I could call good after that came after all that bad. And all the time I've been sitting up here talking to you, I remembered something I don't think I've told anyone." The night of your funeral, MJ came to see me at the apartment. I was putting it mildly rude to her. It, I just wasn't up for that life is a party and MJ is the cake thing, but something happened that night. I think now your death is MJ's wake-up call that we weren't going to live forever and the party was going to end. And Peter's crying at this point. Yeah, he is just weeping. And... Is that, like, like we said earlier, he's been doing this for, like, days. Yeah. Multiple days of like of just recording their story in the tape recorder, and I I remember the thing he's talking about. That is in uh, Amazing Spider-Man one twenty two. It's not even the night of her funeral. It is like the day after she dies. Like, MJ comes up to his apartment. And he's just like, "What do you care about stiffs like me and Gwen?" And he's well, like, he, tr- yeah, he's he, like trying to push her away, and she's like, "No, you're gonna stay right here with me." And it's that's one of my favorite Mary Jane moments. Yeah, that that's like a um, big turnaround for her, like Peter said, because she starts to become the Mary Jane that we know her as now in comic books. Yeah, um, yeah. So, it, which is I think it's very fair to uh, to, to uh, cut to uh, that um, funny um, that cat. Mary Jane moment that we talked about earlier. In that same issue, they talk to each other. Like, Mary Jane fully talks to Felicia about how she knows that she's still living in the shadow of oh, Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Yes, that's, Felicia, that is really good. Yeah, and like, Felicia is like, well, I'm living in the shadow of you because I'm the bad one. Like, I... Because uh, yeah, Felicia opens up to Mary Jane about how she's the bad girlfriend that Peter in Peter's life. Yeah. And then Mary Jane talked about how like she used to be the bad one. Like she was the bad one for a long time. Um compared to Gwen. How like even though like her and Pete have been together for a long time, she's still like she knows that deep down she is still shadow boxing Gwen Stacy's memory. Um so yeah, really good um really good conversation between two of Peter's love interests that I don't think it's ever happened before. I don't no. think those two have ever just like talked to each other before ever. Before now, no. Yeah. So that was on top of of you know Felicia saying that Jane has a fat ass. Like they have a really <laughs> great conversation about their um their um relationships to Peter 
and how they both feel about about it and compare themselves to one another and like ultimately it still all comes back to Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Uh, so Peter is talking. He says, Gwen, I don't think Mary Jane Watson could have had a serious relationship with me until she realized how much we all lost with you gone. She would later become my wife. I had to learn to love again, and she taught me how. And then he's interrupted. Peter, hi. And it's MJ coming up the stairs. And he's like, he looks up and he looks so... Oh, he- so broken and he's like he looks guilty because he's like fuck my wife just caught me talking to my dead girlfriend who was her friend he's like how long have you been listening and she's like long enough I he's like I'm sorry MJ I didn't mean for you to hear all that he's like it's okay I just came up to make sure you were okay he says yeah yeah I'm okay he's like will you do me a favor Peter say hello for me and Tell Gwen I miss her too. I have lived with this panel in my head for the last. Uh, this is. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. It hurts. It, just, it hurts, but it's so good. Like, because MJ and Gwen don't ooh. become close until right before MJ. MJ or MJ and Gwen don't become close until right before Gwen dies. Right, by right, then, right MJ there, is dating like, Harry. Or I think by that point, MJ and Harry have broken up. But, like, she's kind of accepted, like, yeah, Pete's with her, and this will be that. Um, no, we get a, a really good little closing monologue from Pete. Yeah, he says, uh, that was MJ, Gwen. Uh, she says, hi, and I, and I should get going. I guess when I try and sum up how I get how I feel sometimes around this time of year. I feel blue. Not like I've been in... Not like I've been dipped in with the Tidy Bowl Man, but like in jazz, in feeling blue. And I long for a time when a girl I knew with an incredible smile and so much good in her heart made me think, life can be great. And it ends on just these... He pushes stop on the tape recorder and there's just this little uh like photo reel uh four pictures of him like going like, like a, a photo booth. booth yeah oh yeah and god <laughs> yeah like <laughs> um and like yeah like and you see that like each, each um each comic it's like it's it like this takes this recording is like six different days, like Peter's been doing. Because you see, um, he, he presses stop on the last tape, and there's like tapes one through five next to it, and then the, the photo reel of uh, M and Gwen from when they were dating in college. Uh, and that's the end of the book, and it's a heartbreaker. Like we've been laughing a lot in yeah, this issue, we're us uh, we, in this episode. Yeah, but because like, but trust me, if you if you love Spider Man even a little bit, right? Like, and even even after us talking through this comic, if you have not read Spider Man Blue in full, you, if you love Spider Man. You need to because even after hearing us, like just seeing 
these panels, like reading Peter's words, like reading how he talks to Gwen for yourself, just without us being schmucks, is it's, it's probably one of the most important Spider-Man books you could read. I would say this is a more important read than Back in Black. Yes, this like if I had to make a list of like the like. Defining Peter Parker stories. It's this. It's ama- It's the death of the Stacys, which I have that in a hardcover. That is one of my most prized fucking possessions is the hardcover of Death of the Stacys, which is the death of uh, Captain George Stacy and then uh, Amazing Spider-Man 121 and 122. Those stories, this, um, I would say Back in Black is, is one that you should look at um there's a one that was a few that were collected in a trade as a day in the life um like those are the ones i would say are kind of like your fundamental peter parker stories uh because this drives home this is about one of the most important things in his life and the, the tricky thing talking about gwen stacy is that you are always going to talk about her in the context of her death even if you're talking about, like with this, a story that she is present in. Gwen Stacy's been dead ten times longer than she was alive at this point. Yeah, like, and it it really makes, it's always interesting whenever, like, new Spider-Man, like, media does anything with Gwen because it's, it's really hard to see Gwen in things because in the back like you can't with the exception of Spider-Man 3 because that's just a weird weird version of her um but even then it's just like the instance of like Gwen being alive with Peter is they're both kind of sad yeah it's just kind of sad to see because like you know maybe Spider-Man 3 like she's just thriving model type who's clearly enamored with Peter um, and she's kind of like the love interest in Spectacular Spider-Man yeah Spectacular um, Spider-Man god Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. is built around Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy childhood best friends who realize at different moments that they are in love with the other and how they are both dating other people and for one reason or another, can't be together. So Peter, uh, like, they, they realize it, and at the time, she's dating Harry Osborn, and Peter is dating Liz Allen. Peter breaks up with Liz, and before Gwen can break up with Harry, Norman reveals that he's the Green Goblin, and all this shit happens, and Norman is presumed dead. Harry knows that Gwen is going to leave him, so he plays, uh, he, he plays, he tries to guilt her, basically, and is like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, my, with my dad gone, I don't know what I'd do without you, Gwen. Uh, it's some, some top-shelf dictator bullshit. And Gwen just kind of looks at Peter, and she's like, I can't do it. You know, and... And so that show ends. Like, that show ends on such a downer note because that happens. Then it's revealed that Norman is alive and Peter is just left out with nothing. 
his relationship with Gwen and Harry is different now. He, he, they're both his best friend, and now he's in this terrible spot with them because he thinks he killed Harry's dad. Harry is, he, and and he's in love with Harry's girlfriend, and Harry knows. He doesn't know that Peter's Spider-Man, but he knows about Peter and Gwen, and so he's now Peter's in this terrible position because he can't he can't talk to his best friend the way he used to. He can't be with the person he loves. And he feels like he failed as Spider-Man. It's this really downer ending that wasn't supposed to be the ending. But because Disney bought the rights to Marvel while the show was airing, and Sony retained the art rights for Spectacular, they just couldn't continue that story. Um, and I think the most interest, one of the most interesting portrayals of Peter and Gwen's ship is in Ultimate, because the reverse kind of, because Mary Jane's the one who's always been there. Like, they... Uh, childhood best friends, uh, all that stuff, and Gwen shows up later. Yeah, Gwen shows up in like issue ten or something, mm-hmm. and she uh, but even immediately then, threatens Flash Thompson with a knife. She is a Spitfire in that show, um, in that comic. Um, but once, but even even in uh, an Ultimate, in a version where Peter and Gwen are not even close to being a couple, they're more like brother and sister. Gwen still dies. And it affects Peter a big way. Uh, also, uh, Carnage kills her, which, wild. Um, yeah, Carnage kills her, and then Gwen becomes Carnage. It, um, read Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. read oh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Fuck. I'm going to pick an Ultimate Spider-Man, so we'll do that. Uh, Gwen, they do briefly date in Ultimate. I don't know if you remember that. Do? When? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, coming out of Ultimatum, um, they do a time skip. And when, at the, that's when they renumbered everything. So it's in the second volume, Ultimate Comics and Spider-Man number one. Peter and Gwen are dating, and uh, like Peter and Mary Jane broke up off page, because Peter has three primary love interests in Ultimate, and it's uh, Gwen, Kitty, and MJ. Kitty being Kitty Pride, aka Captain Kate Pride of the Marauders. Um, Send Pete to Krakoa. Thank you. Um, yep. Hashtag make Pete a mutant. Uh, so Peter and MJ are dating at the start of Ultimatum. And then at some time in the time gap after Ultimatum, uh, they broke, they've broken up for the second time. Because the first time Peter breaks up with uh, MJ because... Um, she keeps running into danger to try and help him, and he's like, "I can't protect you, and you're gonna get hurt, and I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be able to like live with myself if something happens to you because of me. So to keep you safe, we can't be together." Uh, and then he starts dating Kitty, and then gets back with MJ. So he's dating MJ going into the of the line wide uh, event ultimatum, and so they break up sometime off page in the time skip. Peter is dating Gwen at the beginning of the new run. And then they, uh, 
they break up because Gwen's like, I feel like I rushed you into this. I feel like I forced you to do this. I don't know if you really want to date me. Uh, and he's like, she's like, I feel like I, I guilted you. Like, you didn't fucking make me do anything. I'm dating you because, like, I like you and you're super hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And she's like, well, now I don't want to break up with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really yeah. good gag. Um, yeah, and um, then she yeah, does end up back much... with MJ at the end of that run. Yeah, but but pretty much uh, every time in some Spider-Man type uh, medium, if Gwen Stacy is involved, she's going to be like very important to Peter, in in some shape, form, or fashion. Right, and because in Spectacular, MJ is yeah. not even like a factor. Like she's there, but she's like like MJ and Peter like go to a dance together, but also she's like, ah, eh, not really that interested in you, Pete. Because Gwen is clearly in love with you, so I'm gonna stay out of the way. Yeah, like MJ's just like kind of happy to be pals. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Like I'm, I'm cool just being here. All good. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's yeah. Like I remember the first time I read this. I read this not long after I'd gotten into like reading comics seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Was just a kick in the teeth. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this yes. is really good." But I, I, I'm in in emotional turmoil reading all this. It's it's the good kind because it's it's just it's just one of those things that like really it's hard if you aren't a fan of Spider Man. This is the book that'll make you one because yeah. this is something like if I was Peter Parker. And like the love of my life got killed because I was Spider Man. I would never put the suit on again. Uh, and he doesn't for a while. He does not want I would to. Fucking, I would quit, and I would never don it again. But Pete, yeah. being Pete, like he knows that like Gwen would want him to. Right, and if going. I don't do it, then no one will. Other other people, it like you know, if he doesn't do it, then there, there are going to be other Gwens. Who died? Right. He can't. He doesn't stop. That he, he doesn't know about. That he can't help. Yeah. So Pete just, you know, in, in a lot of ways, him still being Spider-Man is just it's the best way he can. It's honor an honor. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's an honor of Gwen, and yeah. Uh, okay. man, man. Uh, that's that's the episode. That's the show. Uh, yeah. Manny, thank that you. Is- as always, for coming and hanging out and talking about this very sad story. Uh, thank you all of for you. letting let me fucking laugh through it because I was hurting <laughs> in issue three. <laughs> issue three had me in shambles. Uh, uh, yeah, is is as much as I, uh, you know, fucking uh, in the group chat was like, you want me to read what I any any chance to talk about Spider Man Blue? Um, also. Um, a peek behind Gorilla here, but uh, you've had Will to talk uh, on here to talk about Red Hood. You had Jesse on here to talk about. Oh, we yeah, we're doing the Nightwing episode. Yeah, I, I gotta do Nightwing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta do Nightwing. I gotta do Nightwing. Uh, just like just like that was mentioned in the Red Hood episode. Uh, in our in our friend group, so to speak, we all have a very uh, strong attachment to one of Batman's children. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus loves Tim Drake. Will loves uh, Jason Todd. Jesse loves Stephanie Brown. I love Dick Grayson. 
though. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, we gotta get some. I gotta talk about Nightwing at some point. Yes. Show. Uh, very briefly, I, I picked up the uh, the Young Justice relaunch, like a couple issues of that, because uh, I was at a comic store the other day. Uh, Tim takes up. Did you hear about Tim's terrible code name that he takes up on that run? What is it? He just goes by Drake. Because <laughs> he meets a few a bad future version of himself or an alternate timeline version of himself, who's just like, yeah, I'm Drake. I am evil. And Tim's like, why would you just pick our last name? He's like, nobody would know that it's our last name. Stupid. Also, a Drake is a bird. And he goes, oh yeah. And so for like for a few issues, he's Drake, and everyone hates it. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm looking at this costume. It's and terrible. Like, what in the fresh hell? Who? <laughs> what is this? He Why is like, it so brown? He looks like a UPS driver. Yes. Oh. Dystopian UPS driver. <laughs> like it's, he's it's, like delivering. He's delivering mail in like the Mad Max universe. He's delivering mail to Silent Hill. Yeah, like God. Drake, <laughs> the fuck up! Like, what the hell? And everyone I'm still so calls sad. him Robin. Nope, it does not stick. Everyone, as they the should. Whole story keeps calling him Robin, as as they should. God damn! Like I think Batman just pulls him out of the side. It's like fucking put your fucking costume back on. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like I taught you better than this. Like your name is Robin or Red Robin. Pick one of those. Yeah, not Tim, some Drake shit. Tim should have just been Flamebird. Nobody was using the Flamebird yeah. code name. When he, uh, this is this is just extra sauce for the viewers, uh, listeners. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, this is just a little extra taste. But yeah, why not? He, he should have just been Flamebird. Betty wasn't using the name when he uh, when he got fired. He could just be Flamebird. And like Flamebird, as a character, is usually associated with Nightwing. Yes, so, <laughs> Nightwing's yeah, little like brother Flamebird. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's how I should... God damn it. Why don't we just write comic books? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Anyway, uh, thank you all again for hanging out. Thank you, Manny, for hanging out. Uh, you can follow... Always, brother. You can follow me on Twitter at ArcherArios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X is a C. Please do not make me explain it. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at MCMFPod. Uh, I've got some stuff in the works, as it were. Uh, you can follow Manny... On various places, various things. Uh, is it at Umbreon GS on Twitter? Um, Umbreon GS on Twitter. Umbreon Greatsword on Instagram. Catch uh, me on TikTok, thirsting in women's comments, and Marcus will just uh, pop up and shame me for it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it worse than you did. Because uh, I give it, I get you pretty bad sometimes. The wor- I've recently, again, this is just extra sauce for y'all. Um, my girlfriend, uh, she. She follows me on TikTok and she looks through. I forgot you can see who people follow. Oh. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, why? She's like, why do you follow all these big titted women? <laughs> she was like, why do, why do all of these women you follow on TikTok look like me? <laughs> so, look, baby, I got to type. Most I was like, I got to type. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what you were to say to that. <laughs> I manifested this. Like, okay. <laughs> I made this happen with I my used, mind. I used one of those TikTok sounds to give you good luck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
But I, yes, uh, follow me, follow Marcus, follow us. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Peace.